Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Reese's Pieces. Yeah. I haven't had them in a while. And uh, I was, is your mic on? I think so. Yeah, I can, I can, I can hear it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I was like, uh, I was in the, the Sobeys today because we had to make a bunch of stuff. So I had to go do a little bit of shopping for like just some provisions mm-hmm. with which to make things. Mm-hmm. And uh, fucking Reese's Pieces were on sale. I know. I haven't had sugar in a while. And I saw that and I went full fucking nine-year-old. This is, fuck, this is crack. Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Like peanut, peanut butter and chocolate are just. They're bullets and guns. <laughs> that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, inappropriate timing, but they're bullets and guns. Yeah. Oh, people have been getting shot a lot lately. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. But um, yeah, not to dig too much on that. No, we were talking about earlier uh, at Backside Attack. At Vic Save. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Uh, we were talking about when people don't pick up. Or they pass the buck. They don't pick up the uh, the proverbial check at yeah, work. At work. Over and over again. Consistently ducking out of duties that they should be performing. Exactly. Or at least attempting to perform. And then somebody else is like, nah, I'll take care of that. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking horrible. Oh, I fucking hate that. It's it's maybe the one thing I fucking hate the most. And it's not difficult. You know where you're doing? You're walking around and you have a checklist. Now, well, granted, you're talking about a safety safety inspection. Yeah, from like for like everyone has to do one for yep. any, any office. You have to because the thing is like you have to. It's part of your um your core. Yep. To, if you want to maintain your core, mm-hmm. so like so you can build on projects. You don't have a core, you can't build on projects. Exactly. So it's it's one small part of it, but it is part of it. So I'm like uh, I understand. The thing is like I had to make a list of the into our entire office because you do the inspections in pairs. Yeah. So let's say me and you did for like it goes from Jan- it goes from January to December. Mm-hmm. So every January every month is two people. So let's see if me and you did it for January. Okay. One of us has to go in, has to do February because we we know what was wrong the month before, so we can see if they were correct. Oh, so you can actually have like a what's it called, a continuity. Continuity. So then the the, the person you were with on February goes in on March, mm-hmm. and you just go and so it's, it's, you you stay you do two. Everyone does two months. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and there's someone new with you every month. So just to just to make sure it's all being taken care of, yeah, and you can so show it, the next person. Then yeah, like that, that typical. Yeah. Continuity so me stuff. and you will do. Uh, let's say me and you will do January, mm-hmm. and then um. Then you'll do. Then you'll do February with the new person. Yeah. And that new person does does March with the does new March person. Does March with a new person. And that new person does April. It, it, so it goes on. So like yeah. there's so, so there's some continuity to it, right? Yeah, exactly. So then I came back from site, and I'm like, I came back to your own building, to my own building, with your own people. And I said, and I I said like I knew the inspection. I was like, I knew the inspection had to be done today because the last it's the last day of March. Yeah. It was supposed to be done on the fifteenth. And I understand people were busy. Totally yeah. understand. That's that. cool, man. We totally get. Totally understand that. Okay. I came back to the office. Okay. And uh, I love how fired up you are. Oh, because I get so mad awful. about this. Yeah, I, I'm I'm livid about that. And I I'm not, and I don't hate my worker coworkers for this. Yeah, it would have been nice if they if it had been done. Okay, but um, <laughs> I hate's a strong word, but you're pretty fucking riled up. Yeah, it hates a strong word. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just ir- I, it, it kind of irked me that it wasn't done because yeah. I, I even said like I'll take care of it, mm-hmm. but because I knew it wasn't going to be done. So I just said uh, so I came back to I came back to work, and I just said um I always said how was the afternoon? And they said <laughs> it was dead. <laughs> okay, it was dead. Oh, that's great. I know, and I'm like, okay, fine. And we're all just so here playing yeah, solitaire. So, yeah, so I'm like, so was it? Uh, so was and what was the inspection done? They're like, no. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, you said you would do it, so yeah. we just sat here and did nothing. I'm like, okay, fine. I said I would do. It. I'm like, hey, Rod just came back at four, nearly four thirty, the time that we got off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let me let me dump more shit on this guy, okay? What what bugs me about that? It's like again, it's like fucking pick up the check. What bugs me about that is they're all sitting around, and you said you would do it. Yeah. So they all decided. Well, he said he'd do it. He's, yeah. It's like instead of just being cool and fucking doing it. Yeah. Just be cool and take care I of it. Like, I, like honestly, like I like to think that I help them. <clears throat> I help a lot around the office. Yeah. Like I'll be like, if someone needs needs me for something, I I will quit what I'm doing. Yep. And go help them. Just it's in your nature. 
And you know what? Uh, That's what every, fucks it, you. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that bugs me. It's not the fact that it wasn't done. I'm like, it's never done. It's never done. And it's, 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 it's it, I shouldn't say, because a lot of the people, some of the people who do the inspections, mm-hmm. they do a good job. Yep. This particular time, because everyone, even at safety meetings, like back in uh, last year, yeah. everyone's like, who do, who's doing the inspection this month? And no one raises their hand. I'm like, and I, I, I always raise my hand. I'm like, fine, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah, because I know it. Because it has to be done. But, but you know, nobody else is gonna do yeah, it. I it's like you're, you're just like you're just cutting the fat out. Yeah. You know, they're gonna, you're gonna say like, who's gonna do it? Mm-hmm. And you're just sitting on a pile of fat. Mm-hmm. And like nobody's eating steak because there's too much fat. Yeah. So they're all gonna starve. So yeah, you're like, exactly. you know what? I'll fucking cut the fat. Yeah. I'll, I know it's gross, and nobody else wants to do it. Yeah. And you're all just lazy. Y'all want to eat steak, but nobody wants to trim the fat. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I told the, the girl who was supposed to do it, I said, put that in your phone. You're doing it next month. She's You're like, doing yeah. it. And she's like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll put it she, I got it. She put it in her Google Calendar. She's like, I am doing it next month. I'm like, yep. thank you. Thank you. Perfect. Jesus Christ. That's, that's all I wanted. And she's like, yeah, I'm on it for sure. Man. Yes. I, I, uh, and, she, and she actually felt bad. I was like, uh, good. Oh, like, fine. No, that's fine, man. If you genuinely feel bad that you didn't pick up the slack, nobody's going to hear you crunch, man. You crunch that mic all you want to. They're well, Reese's Pieces. They're tasty. Yeah, man. These are awesome. But um, yeah, it's like if you genuinely feel bad about it, and I see that you feel bad about it because you've now realized mm-hmm. that you're not picking up the check. Yeah. Then I'm cool with that. Yeah. I can let all that shit slide. Yeah, because that's the thing, too, is like if, you, um, if you're at a workplace- mm-hmm. You should never give anyone any excuse to say shit about you. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you should you should walk out of there and be like, man, this guy fucking. If I need him for anything, he was there. They're always there. Yeah, and they, that kind of that guy, that guy was old. Like he never brought his anger or emotion from home but into the workplace. That's the motherfucker who lasts the longest on Survivor. Exactly. The guy who keeps his head down and does all the work. Yeah. And doesn't like you know he he makes sure he doesn't win too many challenges, mm-hmm. but he's always contributing to the team stuff. Yeah. He's always doing all the work around camp. But he's never talking shit about. He's never talking shit about anybody. Yeah, like that's he, the guy who lasts in Survivor, that's, man. That, that's the person who will who will succeed in life. Exactly. Like, if you will let your emotions get the better of you, man, mm-hmm. it's gonna. It's, people are just gonna look at you and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with this person?" Yeah, exactly. But like when you're down to like six people, you gotta make a big move. Yeah, you have to make a big move. <laughs> when yeah. you're down to six people, you gotta make that big move. Yeah, and the thing is, you can get. We talked this before. You can get away with so much mm-hmm. just by with a look. Oh yeah, man. A look, smile on your face. Smile on the face. Dude, I had an aunt who worked in the airport. Um, she uh, actually got me when I was like between I was in between two security gigs. One had ended and one was about to start. Mm-hmm. And I had about like a three or four month gap where like nothing was going on. Mm-hmm. She's pretty big in the uh, in the airport, so she's like, "I'll get you in there." So I go and I work with all these people over there. And everybody who knew her, uh, she was in Calgary in the airport. Well, obviously, is here in Edmonton. Everybody I worked with who knew her was like, "Man, she has got a skill." She can say "fuck you" a million different ways that open her mouth. Yeah, like she'll just say it and you'll know it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know. She's, she's my aunt, and I've grown up with her. I absolutely know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Because we all kind of have that little knack of being able to do that. Yeah. But um, with her, it was like the workplace ability to just like smile and nod, and you just know you've burned somebody who you should be burned. Exactly. And I just like, I, I just, that's something you should be able to be able to do. Yeah. And like, yeah, when you deal with people who say, who are like, who are, who have, who have really crappy attitudes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Absolutely. You can like, I'm like, what? Like, I'm not gonna stick around for this. Bye. Fuck it. Yeah, I could see that you're the well, not so I'm knowing you is like I know you fairly well, mm-hmm. but you're the kind of guy who I can tell that like you're not gonna tell somebody to go fuck themselves, like especially in the workplace. No, but you're gonna tell them to go fuck themselves. Oh yeah, like, there's the, you wear that on your face very easily, like yeah. very very openly. Yeah, but that's I think that I think personally I think that's the way you should be. I think so. The thing is too is like they like they should know that. Yeah, they should know they're being a dick. Yeah, like so if they're if they're being like that, I'm like yeah. okay, if I confront him about this. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be backlash, whether it's a, whether it's a look, yeah, or whether the way that he's gonna treat me with later on, mm-hmm. or I'm just, I'm gonna get it right at that moment. Yep. So absolutely. I, 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 um, like, so I'm gonna have to pick my poison. Yeah. So just you know what, just 
Shut your mouth. I don't. I, that's yeah. that's how it should be, man. I know a lot of people will say things like, uh, "Well, you know, like you can't just be like that." That's like that's, you can't. Let's say you have to. You have to be like There's, that. I I kind of feel like we're getting to that point now where we're letting people either walk all over us, yeah, or we're not saying things when you should at the fear of like the risk of losing your job. Yep. It's like that that whole mentality. It, it breeds like that upper management workplace bully. Yeah. Because now he's now he knows like, well, I can step on you and yeah. you'll fucking take it. Yeah. I can keep doing it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, good for you, but you know, eventually we're all gonna rebel. Yeah. <laughs> eventually we have to rebel. Yeah. We have to do it en masse. Like everybody has to do it. You all gotta get together. Oh, and do absolutely. It. Yeah. There's oh, uh, quick story. Mm. Um uh, I'm not sure if every our listeners have heard this before, but like I think um last month I think I told you about that one uh work site I went to. Uh, that was really I had like all those safety issues. Okay, I re- I recall okay. that there was like a major chunk of problems. Huge chunk of problems. Here in right? town, yeah. like Here in the south town. side somewhere, right? Sherwood Park. Okay, Sherwood Park. Hey, I'm I'm fairly sure I remember. Yeah. This. So then, without I, naming names, without naming names, um, the I went back there mm-hmm. to go see what the um, how bad it was. Yeah. I went there today, and it was night and day. No way, because yeah. you were pretty. weren't there like there were like bums being lost and shit, weren't yeah. there? Like there were some major there injuries. Some, yeah, there. there was a lot. There was a lot of injuries. Uh, and I'm, I'm amazed there wasn't even more. There wasn't wow. more. And so then I. Uh, That's gonna make you feel pretty good though. Well, the thing is, like, it wasn't just like I wrote a scathing letter, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's that was given to yeah. the prime contractor. Oh wow! And, um, but the thing is, it wasn't just me. It was mm-hmm. a bunch of all the other contractors on the site, the different different like trades and stuff like that. They were all getting sick and tired of this guy. Oh wow! I went there today. I'm like, so I'm like, yeah, everything was great. In I'm a like, group, man. In a group. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. And he said, yeah, that guy and his son got fired. Oh, nice. So they are out. They're, that is, they're out. That makes you feel pretty fucking yeah, good. Yeah, they're out. They're mm. on fire. They're they were blacklisted, and they weren't even allowed to come back into the site to grab their personal stuff. Oh no way! They had to get it hot shotted to them. <laughs> oh. They're like, stay home. We'll deliver it to you. Hot shot being like immediate workplace delivery. Call them up. They come get it. For they come get who, it. For yeah. People who don't know what that who is. don't know what that you is. See yeah. the trucks and shit. Hot shot services. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they they got they weren't even allowed on site again. Wow. Those guys got fucking good. Those that got fucking rolled. Good. Yeah. They have to be like embarrassed within the industry. Yeah. Like their their name needs to be dragged to the dirt. Yeah. Like I, yeah, because I've been I, I fucking love that. I, I don't know, man. It was great because I've been on that site for so long, and yeah. I'm like, man, this site's fucking garbage. And then all it took was like one letter mm-hmm. and just a mass hey, of like a scathing letter, a scathing letter. <laughs> and it, like, I think I was just one thing, about one of many got people who was going around. Oh, you like, probably were, man. Yeah. And I think I think that that whole uprising just mm-hmm. fucking just led to that guy's just. Dude, I think it was that episode we talked about that too, where it was like, maybe, we've, we've mentioned it a few times here. I worked in a place with a bunch of people. It was a security without getting too deep into where we were so we don't hurt anybody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Fuck them, it was in a casino. <laughs> I worked in a casino that time. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that, that place isn't even there anymore. Mm-hmm. Where one guy was making life miserable for everybody. He had like a modicum of power that was giving him the feeling that he could just treat people like shit. Mm-hmm. He was making hit lists. He was like watching guys. He was a, not a supervisor, but he felt like he was a supervisor. That role was considered to be like um, elevated towards everybody else. It was, uh, it was a surveillance role. Yeah. So he just had this like air about him. He's like, you know what? I'm nah, fuck everybody. I'm I'm the top cop, top cop around here. So he would like make these little uh, videos of people just doing like little things that maybe they shouldn't have been doing at that time. That had nothing to do with the job. Just being a dick. Like just being like he's a, a fucking Nazi collaborator. And he got he got burned. Like everybody got together and said, look. He's making a hostile work environment. Yep. He's nitpicking shit that where that's like, you know, we're either not on duty or, um, you know, we're about to be. And he's like making, he's just making our lives miserable. Yeah. By being a real nitpicky motherfucker. Yeah. None of the upper management even cared about. Mm-hmm. 
our division wasn't getting like uh, any worse because of it. In fact, it was worse because of his attitude mm-hmm. and not because of the actions of the, of the team. Like none, none of the things he was pointing out made a difference to the way people were doing their job. Yeah. Everybody got together and wrote a letter. Yeah. It's like everybody got together. They worded a letter. Right when I came back to that place, I was like, oh, look at that. A huge fucking letter with everybody's name on it. Mm-hmm. What happened? They filled me in on what happened. So I was like, oh, yeah, no, that guy's a real piece of shit. Because yeah. I knew from before. I was like, yeah, he's being a real piece of shit. Nice enough guy outside of the workplace. Super nice outside of the workplace. Yeah. But in that building, he turned into a real piece of shit. And it was like a complete banding. Like everybody. So I was like, well, I'll put my name on that thing too. I'm like, I know him to be shitty. And if anybody asks, then they know who I am. I'll put yeah. my name on there. You all know me. I've been here before. Oh, yeah. And he just left. Mm-hmm. He took a leave. Uh, he took a leave that he said he was acting like that because he was super stressed out and didn't know how to like work through a bunch of shit. Yeah. That's a you problem, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's a you. That's a personal problem. And if you can't see how that's affecting the people you work with, then you need to be told by everybody. everybody. Everybody's got to get got yeah. to get together. Sometimes, yeah, you need to get like you need to get like just um, absolutely. You need a haymaker to to wake you up and be like, oh shit, yep. is this? What, what am I doing here? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I sadly in this in this instance, uh, guy and his son. Mm-hmm. Um, Not sadly, man. Fuck those people. Yeah. If you're incompetent and you're endangering people's like oh, lives yeah, in the yeah, workplace. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, granted, like I'm like in the sense of like their livelihood is kind of is gone now from that site. Yeah. Um, and they're blacklisted too. So. Yeah, man. Maybe they should never have been there in the first place. Yeah. Like I'm like you know what? Maybe they were in it over in over their heads. Exactly. But, but same same thing is too is that you know what? If you're if you're this is something you're not ready to deal with, either mm-hmm. you walk away from it, or um, you hire the help you need, but don't um have the attitude that I don't have a free, like a you know like a a, free, a, a, a freelancing attitude of like you know I can, oh, I'll just learn on the fly I'll just do this 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 way right yeah yeah there's been instances where like he was just uh like laughing at stuff even like he almost hit a car with his load <laughs> that's crazy man yeah and I was like what the hell's wrong and like, it was, <laughs> he, was, he was hanging like a, some big like big piece of machinery yeah. over a road and it was swinging the wind, <laughs> and there was traffic coming through it it almost hit a car oh that's not good and it missed a car and he was laughing that's crazy man I looked that's down crazy. yeah I'm like I'm like are you insane Dude, right out here in the street today, we're like we've got some like um I guess drainage work yep. being done mm-hmm. on on our on our on road. 50th street, yeah. On 50th street. Yeah. And a, a guy was he had one of those like I don't know if it was like a like a pumper or a vacuum or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. He just like let it go and it dangled into the street and a car in front of me almost drove into it. Mm, I was I like, oh, "Come on, man." I know. There's this. Like, what are you doing? There's a bunch of idiots out there. It's like and he's right next to it and then without paying attention, he kind of reaches into the traffic to grab it and there's like a car coming at you. Like, that's just shit you shouldn't be doing. No. Like, that's how you get killed, and then somebody else gets looked at as being, well, you hit a dude in a construction zone. It's like, it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. It is, yeah. Cause Drivers like, have to be way more careful in those zones, and the people who work there, gotta be. they have to be understanding. Yeah, it. they have to flag off those zones properly. Yeah. And um, and it is. He just made, like, like almost like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking at here? Um, when he, uh, Complacent. He made a complacent error, a complacency error. Mm-hmm. He just got too care, too uh, careless in what he was doing at the time, mm-hmm. and he almost clipped a car and almost got his arm clipped for it. It's like you've you've got to. It's symbiotic. It's like you both have to see this shit happening and realize that like uh, we're working together here. Yeah, exactly. And that's true too. Like drivers as well. Like I mean, luckily this dude was not ripping through a construction zone, mm-hmm. and he was paying attention. Yeah. And he noticed it. It's a live zone. Mm-hmm. So he had his shit about him, and he slowed himself down, and he noticed what was happening. But like. You get one shitty driver and one guy not paying attention, and that's just everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh cool. yeah, man. So, but yeah, that was uh, um, that was good to hear today. Yeah, man. I'm like, where is he? And he's like, he's like, he's fired. <laughs> he's I'm like, gone. I'm like, why is he look so nice here? I'm like, yeah, everyone here is like, 
Um, the work because the, the work atmosphere here is like it's night and day now. Oh, dude! Like the the entire room lightens up. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's there's like a heavy air. Everyone's in the room. yeah. Everyone's smiling. Everyone's like because when I went to, went to the site last time, everyone's like kind of depressed and they're like, oh fuck. You can see the anger on their faces because they can't yeah. get can't get in and out of places. Mm-hmm. They have to get a long way around. It's a huge con- it's a huge uh, complex site, and these guys were like. Uh, now they're just like, yeah, man, everything's fucking great. I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, man, you're welcome. It's wild, man. It's like, it really is. It's like you're watching like a uh, a black and white Nazi propaganda film, much, or you're yeah. watching Fred Astaire. Yeah, exactly. It's like all of a sudden everybody Lucy Goosey, they're yeah. dancing around. Yeah, watching, watching, like, yeah, watching the the war documentaries in in black and white. Yeah, using uh, the Fred Astaire in color. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, it's all it takes is one dude, and he just makes it all shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every now and then, like we we also talked about the weirdo who you work with who makes your day go by better or faster because he's gonna say a bunch of weird shit. Right? Oh yeah, those guys aren't so bad either. Oh yeah, there was um, but pick up the check. Oh yeah, absolutely. Pick up the check, man. Yeah, there's a. Um, uh, I read the reviews on uh, on Batman Ninja. Oh yeah! Holy shit! Yeah, they're really good. They're IGN gave it a nine point seven. Yeah, it, and, other and sites are giving it a nine point four. Like it's like they said, it's the, it's the new standard for Batman movies now. Yeah, well, as far as storytelling goes, mm-hmm. it's apparently and the thing too, nobody is saying it's a normal story. Everybody's like, it's wacky, it's mm-hmm. out there, it's like no, you don't know what the hell's going on, mm-hmm. but it is so much fun. Yeah, like it's like a crazy fun Batman story. And, yeah, and they said the animation is like the best they've ever seen. That's oh, beautiful, right? Yeah. I mean, like they they do those cool anime movements, like we see in Cowboy Bebop and uh, Afro, Afro Samurai. Samurai. Like it's yeah. got that cool look to it, where everything like all the parts are moving forward. Everything's moving, moving. background. Everything's moving. in speed. Um, mm-hmm. there's, I guess there's a a fight in the forest with um the Joker and Batman. It's like after Crutch Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Really? It's supposed to be crazy. Like, I I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm super excited. I I really love those. We should have, we should have a viewing party at my house. Yeah, we should do it, man. Yeah, we should absolutely do it. We should get that thing on on Blu-ray on the old 4K there. Yeah, and pop that thing up because yeah. that thing looks so pretty. Like it's got such a cool look to it. I like it when they do weird shit like that. I think it's great. Yeah, man, I like it when they go out there like that. That's mm-hmm. why I don't hate Gotham. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a big fan of the new show Gotham. Well, mm-hmm. the, yeah, since like third or fourth season now. Yeah, because it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what the hell's going on. I know. I like. I don't like it straightforward. Yeah, exactly. I hate it. Um, we we know what it's going to be. We get it. Okay, Batman's parents die. I don't need to fucking see him cry over a casket again. Yeah. I don't need to see another, like, Jim Gordon origin story. Mm-hmm. But when you give me a bunch of weird shit that's kind of in, in continuity, yeah. but it's not. But it's not. It's yeah. like, what's going on here? Yeah, apparently, uh, um, the only thing I know about it is that Gorilla, uh, Gorilla Grog, um, he's, uh, he created the time machine. Oh, that's not surprising. Yeah. Gorilla Grog's a motherfucker. Of course that's, that's, that's all I know. A mind-reading, time-traveling... Super strong gorilla, mm-hmm. super intelligent. Yeah. Creates a time machine, and fucks with the timeline, and sends Batman back in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Uh, so yeah, um, after that, after that, after after I found that about that up that up after I found about that, mm-hmm. I just said I'm cutting it. I'm I don't want I don't want to know anymore. Oh man, yeah, yeah, going in dark is the best way to go. Absolutely. Yeah, and full media blackout. Ah, oh, I had my last Jedi full media blackout ruined by a commercial. I haven't seen it yet. I've been still on full media blackout. I've been trying. I've been waiting till it's out. It's on Blu-ray now. Like I'll pick it up and I'll watch it. And then I saw the trailer and there's Yoda sitting next to Luke. I'm like, oh, what? Come on. Oh uh, yeah, you, that yeah. really. It's, bad. Re- it's it's really late for you now. Yeah, it's that. That's just it. Like I mean, eventually it's gonna happen. And I was all ready for like this is the long weekend coming up. I'm like, I'm gonna watch all the shit I didn't get a chance to watch. I'm gonna you- watch Spider Man. Watch Ragnarok. I'm gonna watch Last Jedi. And like the the biggest one got fucking blown away for me. I was I I don't know anything else about it, but I saw Yoda and Luke next to each other, and they're they're, they're just, I don't know Actually, what to do. You know what? You know what? That's not surprising. Don't worry about it. 
No, no, it's already gone. Don't you don't have to sugarcoat it anymore? It's cool. No, I, no, I fucked up. But do you know what happened? <laughs> but do you, do you know what happens to that scene? No, I just saw them there. I, okay, saw, then, yeah. I saw them in the same scene. Okay, then they're, that's okay because a lot, a lot of stuff goes on in that scene. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So don't worry cool. about it. You didn't miss anything. It's just it would have been such a great surprise. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, God, what a bummer. Yeah. The, what uh, a bummer. I know. I'm, I'm on. Uh, I'm on my I'm on my third disc of uh of Ninja Turtles. Now. Of course you are, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so, oh, such a great cartoon. Yeah. The um so yeah um but yeah uh this uh this weekend yeah me too I'm just gonna wor- I'm working out I'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow and after that yep. I'm, I'm just gonna just chill. Yeah. Just binge watch a bunch of shit. Yeah. And we have to we have to set up that that night at uh that knife's edge or knife's yeah, edge. Yeah. We actually have a uh, an I well we talked about it here. We're yeah. gonna go to the no um, we haven't actually discussed it on on on. Have we not talked about it on the air yet? Not not on not on air. It's a knife sharpening class. Yeah. And a cooking class. Yeah. No, those are two separate classes. Oh, I thought it was like an extended version of one class, and then like no, knife sharpening, and that's the extended as the cooking class. No, the, the the knife sharpening I think is I think it's I think they're two different classes. But okay. I think I think we should do the 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 cutting. I think we should do the cutting class. And that's the one where you cook as well, yeah. Yeah, and they'll teach you how to cut, and then plus you cook as well. That'd be cool, man. Because I think like, we should do it. I can I can I know how to sharpen knives. I've been doing it a long time. Yeah, I think we should do the cutting one. Yeah, and the cutting one will be fun because like as a as a person who's been in a lot of kitchens, mm-hmm. it's always neat to like go back and and just learn some new shit. That yeah, because again, complacency is a motherfucker. Exactly, and I, th- that's why. I, and Dennis said he'll come to that. Ah, cool. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be yeah. really good. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, there's, um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I'm just gonna should I just book it for two people. Yeah, might as well. I mean, we'll uh, we'll get in there, and anybody else who wants to tag along, anybody else who we we talk to, who's like, hey, we can still get in. I'll get in if they can. They can. They can. Don't, who cares? Don't, I, you know what? I'll, I'll just book up my credit card, and we'll just do it from there. Yeah, man. Keep it simple. We'll take it. It's yeah. not too bad, right? I mean, like it's it's like sixty it's not something. Gonna be hard for, yeah, it won't be too hard for somebody else to jump on board. No, though. exactly. And um, so yeah, the uh, um, oh, Batman Ninja. <laughs> I like how we went from like the cooking class right back to Batman Ninja. Yeah, the uh, there was a lot of Batman stuff today. Did you get into Dark Knight Metal at all? No, but I heard about it. Yeah, I um, I've been kind of waiting for it to end, and um, that was kind of like online with the spoiler thing. I had two things pop up because I've been again. Dan's really been into it. He's been YouTubing a lot of the stuff. Yeah, and uh, old Ghost McDougal, Greg McDougal Four has been doing it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he picked a lot of it up though, like the actual physical copy he's been reading. But there was a great, um, not a spoiler today, but it ended today or yesterday. Today is Wednesday, so or no, today is Thursday, so yesterday ended. Yeah. And there was a uh, a cool little thing about peop- what they liked about the end of, of the series. And I had to cut myself off because Plastic Man is back and apparently he's using like his powers for like mad scientist evil now. Mm-hmm. Which is dangerous when you think about a guy who can turn into anything. Mm-hmm. And like to, with deadly force, like Plastic Man can turn himself into anything that's also extremely lethal. Because mm-hmm. he's plastic. Yeah. And then um, Joker and Batman team up. Yeah. And they don't just team up, but they actually make a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. They make a good team, and Bats is just like keeping Joker in line. It seems like Joker's really fucking happy about it. Mm-hmm. So it seems right. Because you would think that, right? Yeah. Like in every iteration of the Batman-Joker story, Joker's always at the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to kill you. I want to be your friend. Yep. <laughs> I want us both to be crazy together. Mm-hmm. You have to realize that you are me, and we can all be nuts together. Mm-hmm. And Batman's always like, no, you're, you're evil. Mm-hmm. So this seems like Joker and Bats are... Like, Batman's got Joker's leash, and Joker's more than happy to play along. Yeah. Which I just fucking love. Yeah. I think that's such a... They gotta, they gotta do that more. Because mm-hmm. I like the idea of Joker being Batman's psychic. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, man. So I had to walk away. The second I read that, I'm like, all right, you know what? We are... Because I, I always liked Plastic Man as a kid, and the Joker-Batman thing is just fun to read. Yeah. So now that it's complete, I think I'm just going to go, and I don't think there's any trades out for it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to snag as much as I can... Actually, start reading that because everybody's got really good things to say about it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, and Wonder Woman is now the leader of the league, I guess. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Which is cool. I'm that's okay fine. with that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. And, um, oh, and a Ready, Ready Player One comes out this weekend. It's this weekend, yeah? Yeah. Chock full of, of cameo goodness. Cameo 80s goodness. Yeah, man. It's like the, the what were the, the other ones? It was like Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. All those other cartoons like that are just chock full of like pop culture goodness. Yeah. I wonder how good this is going to be. I'm Well, I never I read the, the book. book. Is, I heard the book is excellent. Yeah, well, it was really well received. It yeah. was like super high rated on Goodreads. Was it on Goodreads or Google Books or some shit like that? It's, I have I have it on Google Books. Yeah, and it's like a 4.8 or a 4.9. Yeah. Like it's a really high rated book. Mm-hmm. I still haven't read it yet. Amazon mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, like I, I know that they've changed a couple things. Like they couldn't get the rights to somebody for the end. Mm-hmm. So they've changed a character. I know they've already changed that character. Um, yeah, have you read the book? No, I, it's still sitting in my. Oh, in my, it's still sitting. It's still sitting in my library. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they couldn't do as much Star Wars as they wanted to, but they still got some Star Wars, mm-hmm. which was the big controversy, right? Yeah. Spielberg said, like, we got nothing from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing. And then they came back and said, no, there is some stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, completely backtracked and was like, I got a lot of Star Wars in there. Yeah. Like, really, Steven? Uh, <laughs> Are you just uh, fucking people? I know. He's, the thing with Steven Spielberg, he's, he's, I'm actually glad he's actually making this movie because mm-hmm. he's, he's made a lot of, like, I'm like, where the hell is this, like, like where's the Steven Spielberg magic? Yeah, where's the Spielberg that we grew up with knowing yeah. is going to make great stuff? Exactly. Where's Jurassic Park Spielberg, Steven Spielberg? Instead, I get Bridge of Spies Spielberg. Fuck. Like, I, <laughs> Bridge of Spies. I tried, I tried watching that. I just could not watch it. Man, it's tough when you know that it was a gamed uh, Oscar ploy mm-hmm. to get, what was That's his name? exactly um, A fucking Mark Rylance, mm-hmm. his Oscar for yeah. BFG. Yeah. Like, when you, again, now that is that is like a, an educated, a fairly well-educated personal conspiracy theory. But it all lines up. I don't care. I follow yeah. it. Yeah. When I, when I watch that, and I, now I think to myself, Sniffy McJoe over here got his Oscar, and uh, Stallone for Creed got nothing? nothing. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, I got a Golden Globe, but no Oscar? Mm-hmm. That was like, that was Oscar worthy, man. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's a dude you don't expect to be as good as, like, he was in that movie. Oh, yeah. Did, did you finally see Shape of Water? No, I didn't get around to it. I saw it. How was it? Uh, it's a good movie. Mm hmm. I like the movie a lot, but okay. I, see, I, I swear to God, uh, Christopher Nolan should have won for Best Director. And oh. I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that because I'm a huge... I'm, Dunkirk fan. I'm a huge Nolan fan and Dunkirk fan, yeah. but you can't... Like, fuck off. Give me a break. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. Give me a break. Like, I, I, like, uh, honestly, if you, if you watch Dunkirk... Yeah. Like, what... The, like, how the hell could... He got down. Uh, uh, I know, man. Uh, no, I, I get it. There's no second unit. He's on everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like probably the most intelligent and appropriate argument. Yeah. About the entire thing. Yeah. There was like when you look at how big of a scope that movie has. It's crazy. And how much is going on? Yeah. And you're telling me that there was no second unit? Yeah. Is that is that like is that for real? Yeah. There's no second unit. There's no second unit. He shot everything with it himself and a cinematographer mm. and his gear. Every sequence. He doesn't tell anybody else to do what he won't do himself. Oh, wow. Well, I get that. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, at the same time, like, the, the concept is that he's got his little shooting crew. Yeah. And they shot everything. First unit, yeah, second. The, there was no second unit. Yeah. In, uh, same Inception, no second unit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. I assume there'd be something. Like, you know, the, the fucking spinning top or some shit. The guy would be a second unit guy. All, all himself. Really? That's, that's pretty That's why his films man. all, like, all kind of look like there's... I know all films, you know, a certain film you watch, you're like, you mm-hmm. know, it all looks the same, but like, Christopher Nolan movies are like, yeah. Well, they every, all, they're all every shot. Every shot, shot is beautiful. Yeah. That's Everything true. is very, like, it's all moving photographs. Exactly. Like, that's, if you, yeah, if you, yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. That's a very good way to put it. And not, I don't mean that as a, well, it's a film dummy. No, I mean, like, 
they're each individual little moments. Yeah. Like every every Christopher Nolan movie is an individual moment. Yeah. That could be a photograph. Yeah. But everything in the frame is moving as a, as a film would. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at the opening scene of um of what's it called Inception, mm-hmm. when they're in the room with what's his name, uh, Last Samurai there. Watson when Abby. he's old and shit. Yeah, Watanabe. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is like one room, one moment. It's like a little mini movie in itself. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful too, right? Yeah. Like it's so it had the golden glow on everything. That they're they're eating the food. You don't know, like, is that one Nobby? Yeah. Is that makeup? What the fuck is going on over here? Yeah, you what, t- where, when, what, how, who? Exactly. Like you go through all those moments. Yeah. And then like, you know, guys are getting shot and his wife shows up and you don't know what the fucking deal is there. Like that whole sequence in itself is like a short story. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it leads into, or, like, episode one of a great series. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to just turn the TV off and come watch episode two, because yeah. now you're hooked. Yeah, now you're hooked. Fuck, yeah, but they all do have the same kind of look to them. I know, yeah. And the thing is, so if, <coughs> the thing is uh, if Shape of Water, I, I don't mind Shape of Water winning Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't my favorite picture, right? I, yeah. But um, uh, but director-wise, I think it's just an example of, like, no one's going to get there someday. Yeah. But he, I think it's, it's going to be like Leonardo DiCaprio. He's going to make so many great performances, then all of a sudden they're going to give it to him just for the sake of giving it to him. I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, to me that's a bummer. That's a, like, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think because Leonardo DiCaprio like got it. Like, uh, like he was good in uh, in the Revenant because because uh, of all the shit he had to go through. I still haven't seen the Revenant. Yeah, the um, <laughs> you haven't seen it yet? Yeah, not yet. It's right there on Netflix. I just haven't got around to it yet. Oh, I should I should have brought. I have it in four. I have the four K version. Eh. It would it would look great on this. But like, oh, I'm sure. It looks yeah, great. but uh, uh, the Revenant just it just fully yeah, like I said that movie is just beautiful to look at. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's like. The epitome of like the storytelling tropes, right? It's exactly. like man versus man, man versus nature. Yeah, exactly. Man versus self. Like there's a whole lot in that movie all packed into one. Oh yeah. And he kind of ha- he's like in all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh it just makes you realize how beautiful Alberta is. Ah, oh, it's true, man. Mm-hmm. Alberta's gorgeous. Yep. Yeah, I mean like he, even the parts by Calgary. Oh, Fuck yeah. you, Calgary, you're pretty. Yep. I'll say it. You're pretentious but you're pretty. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're pretentious but you're pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh I that was um actually like in line to something today with the with the Flames not making the playoffs. Mm. How there's like a lot of Edmonton articles are like, yeah, suck at Calgary, not you either. I'm like, gay hey, fuckers, we didn't make it in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, we didn't either. I want you to look at yourself in the mirror, you yeah. fucking idiot. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed. Like, that's why that the whole the whole thing about spoilers. Our spoiling it for people. It's like no, we didn't make it. Like we didn't get in the playoffs. You don't get to be like, oh, now we're gonna spoil it for you. That just means that you're a you're a bratty little fuck who didn't have the they didn't have what it takes to get in, and now you're just being a dick. And keeping everybody else down. Yeah, because the thing is, I don't mind like because orders that that's what you should you should do. Like, I granted, like I think they should be making they should be spoilers, but the thing is too is that because granted, like because like yeah, I, I, they shouldn't be priding it. They shouldn't be priding it. Like you know what, we're just playing for like we're playing for our jobs. Yeah, we're we're playing to do as well as we can mm-hmm. because we have to mm-hmm. because we're playing for our jobs. Yeah, and let's get the the McDavid there. On the board some more. Like, he got his 100th goal last night or something like that. He's on 101 points. 101 points now. Yeah, 40th goal, 101 points. Mm-hmm. So now he's, like, you know, he's he's getting his stats up. Yeah. That, that Art Ross race is a race. It's a race, yeah. And so, like, let's let's do that. and But don't take pride in the fact that you're, we're going to fucking ruin it for That's everybody. exactly it. Like, you know, yeah, because yeah, I, w- I would, w- wouldn't you want Calgary in the playoffs? If, I would. Well, I mean, I would want them there, but I would want them to lose. Well, the thing is, like, I don't want them to win the cup, but <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, but like, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, um, exactly. But the thing is, I want them to be like, I want them to take down a giant. That, that would be great. I'd love that because they'd be like, you know, it's a team to go for. Yes. Who's, uh, who's the underdog? Yes. And it's Calgary. Granted, you know, we've had our issues with the Flames like throughout the years in the 80s and stuff. But right? that's all the rivalry. That's why it's such a great rivalry. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you can still cheer. Like, it, like you know what? A team from Alberta made the playoffs. Yes. So, like, you know what? I would go for Calgary in the first round. But I would not want them to win the cup. No. If they, want, no, if they, <laughs> if they made the Stanley Cup finals, I don't think we get rolled. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck. 
It's like it's it's in our it's in our it's in our DNA, man. Yeah, I can't help it. Like, I am yeah. I'm I have I I can't think any other way. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. Yeah, I would love to see you guys get in there and make a make a real hard fear a god moment. Yeah, into a giant team that you're playing. Yeah, exactly. Like you're you're playing fucking New York or you're playing you know the the Ducks. Yeah, and you put the fear of god in these big market teams. Yeah. But then you lose the cup. Then you lose the cup. Exactly. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I know, man. It's like it's like Celtics and fucking Lakers. And the Lakers, man. Yeah. I'm absolutely certain that Calgary feels the same way about Edmonton. Absolutely. You I'm... would want Edmonton to get in there and put the fear of God into a big team, but not win the cup. Not win the cup, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine how they would feel any other way. And if they don't feel any other way, fuck them. Yeah. Have some heart. <laughs> you better feel that way. You better feel that way. Have some pride in your team. Have some pride in your fucking team. Yeah. Because that's what makes the rivalry, the Battle of Alberta, so great. I know. Yeah. And that's what I don't understand about this, the Oilers. Like They're like, oh, you know, why don't we try pl- playing uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Connor McDavid on the same line? Let's just mm-hmm. well, it goes, let's try let, let's try that at the end of the season. Yeah. They're, they're trying it now, and McDavid's fucking... Those, oh, are, hey. those two are fucking destroying Yeah, everybody. look how that works. You yeah. see the pass, the, the pass to Hopkins was, was Monday's game? When was the last one? From behind the net. It's like oh. this like beautiful moment. You're watching it like, well, that was just gorgeous. Yeah, and the thing is that they were they were play, when they played Ottawa, mm-hmm. the guy they were going to trade a Randy Hopkins for for uh, for that guy in Ottawa, mm-hmm. McDavid made that guy look like a fool. Really? Who was it? I can't remember his name, but like there's one goal where Connor McDavid he just like deked like deked around him, mm-hmm. like he was and the guy just like he was still. nothing. He, like he was nothing. He was standing still, and McDavid went right through him oh, and beautiful. scored the goal, and that was the guy. That they were going to trade RNH for that they were thinking about, and now it's like they're like, no, nope. there's no fucking way we're going to do it. You no, 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 no. I uh, I was really looking forward to getting into hockey again this year. Like I was I was ready for it. I got like, my mom's a big hockey fan. All my family's a big hockey fan, so everybody talks about it all the time. I'm a baseball guy. Always have been. So I was watching the old uh, the old MLB last year and stewing over how bad the Jays did, and uh, the whole idea of like you know we've got a couple of really good players, guys who are really like getting up there, and the bringer of rain, Josh Donaldson, Kevin Pillar is a fucking maniac. You know, Golden Glove and all that shit. Ah, we lost Batista, but whatever. The rest of the team's doing really well. But, you know, they weren't they weren't winning. Yeah. So I thought to myself, well, the Oilers did well last year. We were in uh, in Mexico and watched those games. Yeah. So I really got I got into it. I felt really emotional again for the first time in a long time for hockey. Yeah. Because our team was winning. Yeah. I got back into hockey at the beginning of the season. Our team just tanked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess uh, I, I guess I'm not watching hockey this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no point. I guess I will not be watching. I, I don't. I don't want to be depressed for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I just got angry about fucking baseball all summer long. So why would I do this to myself all winter long? Yeah. So I didn't. I walked away. I didn't even bandwagon jump. Like I'm. I'm watching the games arbitrarily. They're there. Somebody else is watching them. I happen to watch them. Yeah. And like nothing. Nothing matters. Yeah. But it feels shitty, man. Because I really want them to do well. Yeah. That's. A, I'm not sure if you if you're like this, but uh, I find that uh, I can. I can watch a game during the regular season mm-hmm. of hockey, but I can't. I can't do it with basketball. With ba- oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and I love. I I love playing basketball. Oh man, but no, I, I get suckered I, in. I, I can't. Uh, I can't watch it. Man, no, I get. See, that's why I walked away from hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, even it was after the um the failed the failed playoff run was a Rolson right with the knee in the the Carolina, the whole two thousand six. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole the whole we all were almost there, right in the doorway, oh, and then all with, of us with, sucking, uh, with Pronger. Yeah, the pronger year when uh, when we were doing really well until it was Rolson, wasn't it? He blew his knee out during that game. Or he hurt his knee. I and think so. Yeah, much right I after was in, that. I was in Europe at that time and I couldn't watch the game. No, la di da, Mister Fucking Parisian yeah. Traveler. Well, yeah, I was <laughs> like, I was in Europe. Uh, no, because because the thing is, the reason why I bring that up is because I was watching. I am just fucking with you though. I just I said I was know. in Mexico watching the last games. Yeah, and so yeah, so uh, yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, uh, but yeah, I was but the thing is, I was there in 2006, mm-hmm. and that was that was during the World Cup. 
Oh, so and, yeah, you and couldn't. There's there no place to watch it. No, man, you're not watching hockey at the World Cup on. Yeah, there was like um, and then these girls, we met these uh, Asian girls in our hostel, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, I was like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, I'm like, oh, like, oh, where are you guys from? Like, we're from Canada. They're like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, so are we. I'm like, where? They're like Vancouver. Like, where are you from? Like, Edmonton. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, the Stanley Cup playoffs are on. And I'm like, fuck, like, we have to watch them. No one wants to watch <laughs> no anything. No one, man. I mean, that's the kind of place where you will get shot if you ask them to change the channel. I know. Did you uh, just check to see if the, uh, how do you say, hockey? How do you, uh, the stick puck is on. Can you change the channel for a less stick puck? No? Gun? Gun? That's a gun. Okay, let's leave. That's yeah, a gun. yeah, and it, yeah, it was in Portugal, and we're like, no one understood what the fuck we're talking oh, yeah. about. We're like, ah, whatever. Let's get That's rough, man. That is rough. Yeah. I, there there have been times I've been in uh, in Thailand for mm-hmm. like hockey events or baseball, too. Yeah. And they're they're pretty good. Like, their sports bars carry a lot of shit, and they're really good about like putting the channel on the one you want it for. Yeah. I've been to a bunch of places where the game is on. Oh. That's cool, man. Like, I mean, it's like nine in the morning. So you're out there getting breakfast after you've been in the gym in the morning, and you're like, oh, what's on? Hey, you got, uh, you got an NHL? Yeah. Like, oh, which one do you want to see? No, they'll, they'll flip it for you. They're pretty good. That's good. That's cool, man. Thailand is very accommodating. Yeah, I would... Uh, um, it's not just hookers and coke, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's... Um, I would... I was looking at Raji... Because you know actually what I did? Mm-hmm. This is very um, uh, very strange. I actually went to... Because um, uh, you know the Facebook... All the Facebook leaking that was going on? Or the Facebook... Uh, Security issues that were going on. Oh, like Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, so Cambridge, for Cambridge Analytica. So I just went. Uh, I said, "There's an, actually a way you can actually download all the information that's that Facebook is sharing." Yeah, you can do that now. Insane. That was just like this week. They, yeah, so, they showed you exactly how to get. There. So I actually did that. I went to the settings and it says you can download all your data. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded it. Five hundred megabytes. Oh man. Yeah, of audio, video, and uh, photos. Of whatever Facebook has stored and your, your timeline history yeah, on. Yeah, and, um, and HTMLs as well. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so I, link outs, obviously, from Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I went on there, and I found some pictures that were just, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is on there? It's funny, too, because it's in it's in history. It's in history, yeah. It's it's like your, it's your Facebook birthday, like the day you were born on Facebook, all the way to right now. Uh, pretty much, yeah. And I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't believe the pictures I saw. One of the pictures, some of the pictures I saw that were very... I think recent up recently up until next last year mm-hmm. is when our good friend Raji over here went to Thailand. I was there with him. Actually, we we met each other there after we spoke about going, and then he told me he was going to be in Thailand right before I told him like I had my tickets booked to go to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he showed up, I think, in Singapore, and then I was in Bangkok. Yeah, and he accidentally booked a room about five minutes down the road from me, mm. which was kind of cool. Because like, you guys hung out. Yeah, I gave him a call, and he's like, this is where I am. So I told him, okay, hang on a second. And I don't think he quite knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I called him again from where he was and asked him what room he was in. Yeah. And he's like, are you right here right now? I'm like, yes, I am. You booked a room in, like, visual distance of me. Yeah. So I could see his place, my place. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I went and grabbed him, and we hung out for a while. We actually, him and I, I can't remember the name of his friend who was there with him. But, um, yeah, we hung out with uh, me and my buddy Doug. Mm-hmm. We were all together for a while there. Nice. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. A, a, a couple of times. Yeah, because I saw the picture the that I saw of, like, when he was there. The ones that actually stood out anyway. <laughs> that were um, fedoras. The fedoras. <laughs> he loves his fedoras. Yeah, and uh, holy fuck, he loves his fedoras. And when he went to the um, the the, you know those that were the the, the filming locations of Kickboxer. That's right, Ayutthaya. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you go? Did you go there? Uh, I've been there when we were broke. I yeah. didn't. I didn't get to like uh, show everybody this. Like we had like a fucking shitty underwater camera that wasn't currently working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was one of those things. Ayutthaya. Yeah, because uh, it is a beautiful location. Mm-hmm. though. It's not far from Bangkok. Yeah, so we went there and I was like, this place is fucking awesome. 
Yeah, you you've been there. I have not been there. Oh, I thought you went there. I have not been through Thailand. I have, oh fuck! I feel like I feel like we talked about this, and I've said this before. I haven't been to I haven't been to Asia. Oh, dude, you're you're missing out. Yeah, I've been to Europe like tons of times. Yeah. Not no, tons of times. I've been there twice, but I went to like. I, but I went. I didn't go. I don't go on those. I've been to no. I've been to Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been to South America. We will be doing, um, this is not like it's, we're here, here first, folks, but we will be doing another trip yeah. uh, into Southeast Asia probably the end of this year, beginning of next year, which you can just tag on to. Sure. Yeah, yeah it's just going to happen. It's going to be people you know. So mm-hmm. um, a couple of friends of ours who have not been there wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And then a um, friend of the show, Douglas, who I went with last in 20, 2016, mm-hmm. um, he wants to go back as well. Okay. There, there's a bunch of stuff. Like, it's just like... um. There's a lot of landmarks we didn't quite get a chance to check out with them mm-hmm. that they want to see that uh, I keep talking about. And they're like, fuck, we got to go back and see it. And Anchor Wat, which we did and is awesome and is a lot of fun, we kind of did it like uh, we should have done it in three days and we did it in one day, mm. which is a little bit rough because yeah. it's the world's largest. I think it is the world's largest um, religious temple. It's the oldest Hindu temple. It's in Cambodia. Yeah. But because of that, it's like a like a tourism hotbed, right? It's a hot spot. So when you walk in there, it's like you go first thing in the morning and you see a lot of it and it's really cool. You see the sun rise over it and you get some great photos. And then little by little, it's like the ants are coming out of the, the ground, right? Mm-hmm. You hear that? Was that old morning music from, from Looney Tunes? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you hear that morning music yeah, and then like, all of a sudden it's like... Yeah. All, yeah. And all the yeah, fucking one, the yeah. birds are waking up and yeah. you see that happening at... Mm-hmm. At Anchor Wat, though. Yeah. Tuck Tucks are showing up, and like everything's happening. Well, Wally Kaidu shows up with that dog, and they're trying to. Get and he yawns, yeah. and he puts his fucking thing in the wall. Yeah, <laughs> morning, Ralph. Morning, in. Sam. Morning, Ralph. Morning, Sam. <laughs> Same thing. That's what it felt like. And then by the time like the middle of the day hit, it was just like wall to wall people. And it was like wall to wall of the most obnoxious tourists, too. So like, oh fucking tourists! Oh man, they're just oh, like God. They're the bane of my existence. They're brutal, man. Like I, I, I get like I travel a lot. I consider myself like a traveler, mm-hmm. but not a tourist. Yeah, and it's like the the tourist doesn't give a shit about the culture. No, they don't give a shit about like no, how they, they're gonna be. Ex- yeah, exactly. Accepted. Yeah, they're they have a selfish. They, they, their behavior comes mm-hmm. off as selfish. Exactly. Yeah, completely selfish. They don't give a shit. Like you know, if they're interrupting something or they're like a no. Those they just want to get their pictures and so they can tell people about their useless oh. stories that no one wants to hear when they get back to the yeah get back to the, like you know, exactly <laughs> that's like the best way to do it they're there to get their fucking pictures and tell useless stories that nobody gives a shit about yeah I get, they're fucking idiots there were two that really got me like really like upset me as somebody who genuinely like when I go somewhere I try to learn as much language as possible yeah and um generally I go there because I've been studying the place and I want to learn more about it right it's a it's a it's an educational thing for me so going there. Uh, like in like in Thailand, if you go to a temple, you generally keep your shoulders covered no matter who you are, male or female. Mm-hmm. And shorts below the knee no matter who you are, male or female. Mm-hmm. It's considered very impolite to do the other way around. Yeah. We're in fucking the oldest temple in the world, and there's these, like, I don't know where they're from, but three or four of these really college-age, like early early 20s, late teens. Dudes? With their sh- dude, dudes, a couple girls, too. Uh, shorts dudes. rolled up real high. I mean, like, fucking pubic hair high. And tank tops on, walking around the wide walk, like the, the fucking lat shoulders and shit. Oh. Like, you're, like, in moderately good shape, but you're just being a douche. And I felt like they were doing it just to be a douche. Mm-hmm. And eventually, one of the t- security guys from one of the one of the Anchor Wat Temple areas walked up and told him, it's like, you got to fucking roll your shit down or hit the road. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Fig- figure out the way you look, because you're about to get kicked out of here. Yeah. And there was this whole, like, pretend to be lost in translation moment. Oh, fuck. It's like, no, man, we can, like, we can all understand the guy telling you. He's not just some, like... That's not uh, like a Charlie Chan here, you yeah. racist fuck. Yeah, 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 idiot. 
like he's speaking in pretty articulate broken English mm-hmm. to where I'm not close to you and I can tell what he's saying to you. Yeah. So either you're you're either a moron or an asshole. So pick one, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was this one time we were in uh, the tree. There's a tree that was in uh, Tomb Raider, I guess. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Tomb Raider movies. One of the trees in Anchor Wat. And Doug's trying to get a photo of it. And this one like tourist just walks up. Older guy, too. like in his, Probably in his late 60s. As Doug's taking his photo, just kind of like moves his hands, points to it, gets his photo that somebody else is doing, and then walks away. My God, is that is really obnoxious, man? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to cause a scene, but at the same time, I would have been like, like, what the fuck? What the hell? What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm gonna fucking knock you out. But it's weird, man. Like, I, I try, I try really hard not to be that guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but like, yeah. it's hard to not like really hate certain people when you're out there. Yeah, because they're they're everywhere, man. Everywhere. They're all over the place. Yeah, and they're there's fucking, yeah, they're cockroaches that come out like in the woodworks. Oh yeah. Like, they're so obnoxious. And it is a part of traveling. Like, you have to have a certain idea that, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of obnoxious people here. Absolutely. But eventually, like, there's, like, you, you know, that saturation of a sponge, right? Eventually, the sponge can't hold any more water. Yeah. And now it's leaking, mm-hmm. seething rage all over the place. So, Absolutely. Um, if well, we had done it in three days, it would have been much better. Yeah. Like, when I was traveling in, in um, uh, uh, throughout Europe my first time. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. in 2005, six? This is in 2006, yeah. Six. We went to... Uh, uh, we were in uh, we were in Spain, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just we went to a watering hole, just a local one. Yeah, everyone was watching like everyone was watching uh, the World Cup, mm-hmm. and uh, these guys saw us, and then we're like, um, I was wearing, wearing hoodies, and we're just chilling out, and the guys like, uh, and we were talking, and the guy, and then this American guy comes in there, and this tourist guy, fuck it, I'm not, I'm not making he just this heard up. English. Yeah, I'm, I yeah, he just came in, and he's like, he goes, uh, he goes, hey boy, and he starts being just loud and boisterous, and he's like, he goes, hey, who's winning the fucking World Cup? They're like, they every- he's been drinking. Oh, this guy's this <laughs> guy was fucking wasted. And then like, uh, there was a, uh, then everyone's like, like who's who who's winning the World Cup? And everyone's like, no, this is actually like, it's just a game, man. Yeah, Netherlands is playing whatever. And uh, and so he's being, he came up and he's like just sloshing, he's just sloshing around, and just being a total absolute like just dull dirtbag. And then we show, then we're there and we sat down, and we started talking. My, my cousin and I were just talking, and uh, uh, and the guys like uh. The guy looked at us and he's like, uh, some guy, one guy looked at us and he's like, where are you guys from? The guy's like, where are you guys from? Like, as in like, you guys are another American tourist? Yeah. I said, oh, uh, and then I unzipped my sweat and I was wearing a Canadian t-shirt. I was like, oh, we're from, <laughs> we're from Canada. And you could see the demeanor change completely. Really? Oh, yeah. So he went from being like pretty open to, hey, other, other English speaking yeah, tourists to like being at, a yeah, dick or like. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> they looked look at that guy and they're like, man, what that guy's are an idiot, right? Yeah. And he saw that. I was like, we're sitting down. Oh, these are other tourists who saw you guys are Canadian. Oh, no, yeah. These, and mean, now you guys are unified and hating the Americans. Oh, no, yeah. These guys who were sitting down at the table, these are all Europeans. Okay. Uh, they're I got gotcha. They're trying to watch the game. And this American guy comes in and he's like being a douchebag. He gotcha. saw us and he's like, he knows our, our accent. Yeah. And then he said, uh, he said, "Why don't he goes? Well, he goes, he goes, where you go? he goes? Where are you guys from? Right? Yeah. Because he heard he's like, oh fuck, another pair of Americans, um, right? Fucking Americans. Yeah. And then they uh, they were, oh actually we're from and I unzipped un- un- my sweater and I say we're we're from Canada. Yep. And then um the demeanor changed completely. Like they didn't they hang out with us, mm-hmm. but they were like, they, but they were cool. With they you. were cool with us. They <laughs> yeah. were like, yeah, it's fine. And uh, but then we went, then we went to Portugal and mm-hmm. like behind the bar, uh, like at, there was one lady met us. Like her job is like her summer job was to like." Take tourists around it, and like, like the people coming from like who want to come into the city, mm-hmm. and just go there and just hang out. Her job is to like take them around and show them where the best party places so are. A tour guide, yeah, it's a tour guide. And then she let us like, she's like, yeah, we, I run this bar. She didn't drink, but she ran a bar, mm-hmm. and she let us like, uh, like sit behind the bar and make her own drinks. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then I said, yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, those are cool experiences, I, man. I, yeah, I love, like, I, just, I love that lady, and she was so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can I pour you a drink? She's like, no, I don't drink. There you go. And she's like, but I don't even know how to pour drinks. 
<laughs> she just owns a bar, and she just owns like she she uh, rents it out mm-hmm. during the uh, summer months when she's when she's not in school. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, those are those are cool experiences. Yeah, I mean like that's that's what you get when you travel. Yeah, if you travel, you see some really neat shit. I mean, you're gonna get the obnoxious tourists. Oh yeah, you can't avoid them. You They're can't everywhere. avoid them. I yeah. mean, like we we see them all the fuck. I've seen them in every country I've been in. Mm-hmm. You see somebody who's just like. Either, like I said, they're obnoxious, they're um, they're ignorant to the, the culture. Yeah, they dress like towel boys. <laughs> they dress like towel boys. Mm-hmm. Like, you just got a weird, stupid way about them. Mm-hmm. Everybody like rolls sandals and flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Big black socks and, yeah. and flip-flops. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we were, um, I was on a train platform, I can't remember exactly where, I was in northern Thailand. There's an older guy who looked like, like he had that look about him. Like he's a, he's a dude who's on here. He's out here a lot. Yeah. Like he had those kind of like rugged jeans that those are his traveling pants because they're comfortable. Yeah. He had like a classic rugged, like a real kind of um. Who's that guy? The guy from Expedition Unknown, that Josh Gates. Yeah, Josh. He was Gates, like yeah. a like a older, skinnier, smaller, but like that kind of look to him. Like this is a dude who does something a lot. Mm-hmm. Expedition-y kind of a dude. He's on a backpack. And it was a backpack that I've actually got. It's like an old style like rucksack looking thing. Yeah. You know, a Canadian flag on it. Mm. It's like, oh, fucking Canadian. On the and this is like a long time. Well, for me, a long time ago, eleven years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the train platform. I'm thinking to myself, let's strike up a conversation, man. Get some cool stories out of this guy. Yeah. I roll up, and he's got like a it's like a miscellaneous northern northwestern European accent. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not Canadian. I just put that on my backpack because they don't know the difference. Yeah, you know the difference. But they're nice to me. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, number one, like, okay, thank you, Canada. Thank you for letting me be a part of something that's universally liked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, number two, fuck you, man. Like, no. fuck you. Like, just be cool and people will. But then I got it. I'm like, no, you know what? That's his camouflage. He probably travels a lot. He's got that on there. And that's his camouflage because most people just don't know any better. It's a survival technique. It is, traveling. man. Yeah, it's a survival technique. It'll get you free drinks. It'll, it'll do so much. It'll open so many doors for Which you. is the reason people wear camo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it lets you hide amongst other things. Exactly. Yeah. So wear the, the, wear the yeah. fucking maple Exactly. Leaf. If you're traveling, I swear to God. Wear a Canadian flag on you on your backpack. Wear oh, a yeah. T-shirt, whatever it is. Dude, one of the best stories I had as I was uh, I was in India. In again, like always in the north, I was in uh, Rajasthan in India, mm-hmm. waiting for a bus, a big ass fucking bus in the heat. And these three guys I kept seeing around town. Uh, I thought they were like big German kids. Like they were like pretty good sized kids, all three of them, looking pretty rough and like in good shape. I'm like, oh, they're like they look German. I just decided they're German. And while I'm waiting for the bus, they came. They came to take the same one. And the one dude's wearing a coconut shirt. I'm like, "Fucking coconut, Canadian!" Canadian. I just pointed right at him. I yelled, "Canadian!" They're like, "Ah, where are you guys from? We're from here. They're from BC. They're from like all over, like uh, main, like middle, midland BC." Yeah. Oh my god, from Alberta. And uh, next thing you know, we just hung out together for like a week. Yeah. Like it's just one of those things where you just and I saw them on Facebook. Decent guys, man. Oh yeah. They're just decent dudes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, you know, I know, you know, like, thing is, I like running into like tourists, like even tourists who are, like. They're from out of town. They, you, know, they, you meet them. Like, even when I was there, our first night in, holy fuck. Yeah, in, uh, uh, in where were we? Uh, it's in, it was in Spain. It was in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not Barcelona. No, Barcelona. Uh, so, yeah, we were there. And uh, our um, uh, we met these uh, young guys from, like, uh, the States. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I want to apologize. The second said Barcelona, your brain went to like all oh, the lispy, yeah, exactly. lispy I'm like, I'm like yeah, oh, I'm like, I did it. I'm like, I sound retarded. No, no, you didn't. I just like, <laughs> I, I kind of hypnotized you to think that stupid accent. Yeah, the, uh, uh, but, no, it's not a stupid accent, but it's a very like foppish European, Spanish. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how they say things out there. Yeah. Um, no, sorry. Uh, yeah. We were in uh, Madrid. Sorry. Not, not, um, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, we partied with these, uh, these American guys and they were like, I'm like where are you guys from? They're like, uh, we're from California. They're like, we're from California. I'm like, where are you? Where are you, where, where, where are you guys from? I'm like, we're from Canada. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck, man, we've never. And then they said like, these were young guys, and these are like, we're in their twenties, 
like we've never hung out with fucking uh, Canadians, Canadians before. California is pretty chill though. Yeah, and they're like, well, goes, I'm like, you haven't? He's like, no, we just smoke your weed. <laughs> we just smoke a lot of your yeah. fucking Vietnam era like, weed. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, okay, fine. I'm like, let's go fucking hang out. And these guys were like, these guys were totally fucking solid. Yeah, man. There's there are like a lot. I, I love the states. I'm a big fan of the U.S. Fucking love. I love the. I I think is I love traveling in the states. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. I've love done a couple of road states, trips yeah. out there, and it's always like it's just I really want to do one of those ones where it's like the American Gods road trip. Yeah. Like I wanted, I haven't, I haven't done one like that where I plan to do it. Mm-hmm. I've bumped into a lot of shit because yeah. uh, there was a time I was going to work in Tampa. I drove from here uh, into Winnipeg, down through the Dakotas, all the way to Tampa, and I accidentally saw a bunch of cool shit. Mm-hmm. I, I felt bad that I missed Rushmore because I really want to see Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. but uh, I just didn't have time for it. Yeah. And then uh, weird stuff happened. Like I got stuck on a riverboat that stopped working properly. Mm-hmm. I got, uh, I saw Superman's hometown in uh, in Metropolis there. Yeah. Which is cool. Like it's a small town. It's just like uh, Metropolis, Illinois, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like the whole town is like walking into a place that's decided we're just all Superman. Like instead of American flags, it's got American flags and Superman uh, capes. That's cool. They got a big statue of Superman at Town Hall, down, downtown Hall. They got a mm. Superman memorabilia store. Like it's Smallville. Like you walk in there like, the fuck is going on, man? Like I'm in Bizarro world, but it's Superman world. It's very neat. That's cool. Yeah. Cool shit like that happens to me. I saw when we had the Trappers here. Mm-hmm. I saw a Trappers game in, uh, in Kansas while eating KFC on the hood of my car because there's a little open field out there. Oh, yeah. So I was listening to it while watching it from like a distance, mm-hmm. and I just went in and watched the game. Like oh, it's nice. just I'll just go watch it. And they had tickets available, so I watched the game. Cool shit like that happened to me a few years back. It was like two thousand three ish, two thousand two three. But I've never done the one where you plan it mm-hmm. and you hit the weird things, like the house that's got like the weird gravity, like where it's like all your points of gravity are fucked up, mm-hmm. and uh, like the Paul Bunyan statue. Like I've seen that by itself, but I just want to do the one where you hit the Paul Bunyan statue and then you just go like weird locations all around the U.S. Yeah. Just get an RV and just fucking hit them all. I know. I want. I want to go to that one place where you're standing in like four states at once. Like you know. You have, oh, by Arizona there. By Arizona, yeah. yeah. I want to go. I want to go there, but I would love to do. Uh, um, yeah, I'd like to do another road trip. And yeah, just man. Go, I just go down to California. We were uh, we were doing them. I think you would have you would love doing them too. We did a couple three or four years ago. We did a Portland tattoo road trip, mm-hmm. and we saw the um, uh, Cecil Porter. We mm-hmm. saw his tattoo studio in Portland. Mm-hmm. And that was really awesome. Cecil, 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 Cecil. I, I know, like, he, he says it's Cecil, but he pronounces it Cecil. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome dude, man. Like, what a what a cool fucking guy. I think he's in San Diego now. Mm-hmm. So if anybody does want to get a tattoo in the States, go see Cecil Porter. Cecil Porter. In San Diego. I mean, like, probably the nicest, aside from Roman Abrego, who we met. Uh, Abrego, Abrigio, we met him in um, Yucaipa, California. Mm-hmm. We did that. That was another tattoo road trip. Yeah. And those are great because it's just four guys in a nice car just driving around and just being four guys in a car. Yeah. And having a good time. Mm-hmm. Seeing seeing weird shit, eating tacos, having burritos the size of your leg. Like yeah. just like just weird shit that you do when you're on a road trip. I know. Yeah, the road trip should be uh, um that's why like I'm a huge fan of like when I bought Easy Rider. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just a good like, you know, if you want to see like what's the Amer- what the American road trip is like. Aside from Dennis Hopper getting his head smashed in. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, it is you, cool. Yeah, but you can just get lost. You can watch that movie and just like, you don't have to watch the movie because it just puts you in a, a headspace where you're yeah. just like, man, the great. Like, Wait, just- was it Dennis Hopper or Jack Nicholson? Who gets their head smashed in? Wasn't that Dennis Hopper? It was Hopper, right? Yeah. Fuck, I haven't seen that in like 20 years. Yeah, I know. I I, I watched that a while ago and mm-hmm. I was like, man, it, it just gets you in the mood for like just going down, just going for a nice road trip with your boys yeah, and just like, uh, just one arm out the, out the window and just mm-hmm. blasting some. Whatever. whatever yeah whatever yeah it doesn't have to be born to be wild yeah <laughs> it can be whatever yeah it doesn't have to be like audio slave it could be anything <laughs> yeah, audio slave dude i had audio slave stuck in my head all day today yeah yeah audio slave was like one of the la- something what did i hear i heard oh yeah the remake of zombie 
um, there's some band like Black Bear or some shit like that. Yeah. Just the remake of the Cranberry Zombie after yeah. uh, after what's your face died. Uh, yeah. Dolores there, what's yeah. her name died, and um, it's good. But like when you listen to it, it feels like a very late '90s, early 2000s like like power rock anthem. Like mm-hmm. it's got like a long guitar solo and mm-hmm. it's got that sound to it. And then for some reason, I started going through my head about what was the last real like rock and roll band, like rock band. And it's like the Audio Slave era. Mm-hmm. Like after that, we we re debuted the '80s, and now we're back in the era of one hit wonders. Yeah, there's um, I think the yeah, because like even like a, uh, uh, for rock, like, even like Muse, Muse is more like space rock. Yeah, Muse is like that kind of rock and roll never goes away. No, like there's always one band that does that mm-hmm. in every era. Mm-hmm. But um, like for a consistent like rock and roll sound, like there's it's like it's not like you have Muse and Audio Slave and. Like, like I don't know, Soundgarden. Like you don't have like a whole bunch of bands doing it anymore. No, it's just Muse. Yeah, and it's like it's just, if one band is doing it, and everybody else is one hit wonder. Yeah, it's uh because I remember listening to. Do you think um who you, who you like better? Was it more uh um do you like Soundgarden Soundgarden better or do you like Audio Slave better? I genuinely did like Soundgarden better. Me too. Yeah, Soundgarden was the first real grunge album I bought, mm-hmm. um ever, uh super unknown, mm-hmm. and maybe still my favorite. Yeah. Like I, man, I, can, yeah, I, man, I, can, I burned I, that cassette out. I, I can't argue that. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love Super Unknown. Mm-hmm. That's a really good album. Yeah, I think um, with Audio Slave, I just felt like it sounded good, mm-hmm. but it was like the drum beats were all the same. Yeah, they generally all had the same kind of yeah. like sound to it. Yeah, like it was really like um like good the guitar riffs and and uh and uh Chris were like they were uh they were crazy, mm-hmm. but I felt like the the beat needed to be like they needed more uh. Less more like you know like uh like show me how to live Le- you know, like less kind of formula yeah, yeah yeah so like it became like that where they, they I understand like they're they're a pure rock band so it's kind of hard they didn't want to experiment too much with their sound yeah but at least like change the tempo of the beat yeah I could see that I mean maybe that's why they didn't they didn't really like I don't know I mean it's not like they they had a chance to last too long anyway yeah because how many albums did they make two albums two albums right it was two or three it I, wasn't it wasn't my I didn't really get onto no. the album thing I started like um iTunes downloading individual songs then that's what I do yeah because I mean that that's when they were they were still kind of relevant throughout like 2003 they started in like 2003 mm-hmm. two or three yeah right right after rage broke up yeah it was like right after right mm-hmm. and then they all kind of formed sound the the audio slave mm-hmm. and they kind of did their little thing and then they were huge until it seemed like around 2006 like seven like yeah. they were, they were, that was their peak. They were, they weren't like a, they weren't going for until yeah, last right, year, or two when, years yeah, ago. Yeah, because like I remember they peaked around two thousand, yeah, around that era. Because that's when, um, when, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what's that? That when he made when he made the song for the James Bond movie. Oh yeah, Cornell he, made that song. Cor- yeah, for yeah, uh, yeah. for um, Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was already like like audio like was done by then. Yeah. But yeah, they were they were really. I remember they were huge in like two thousand two. Oh yeah, they were massive. like in two thousand two, they were so big. It's like we were we had just opened a bar and we had a guy who was buying all Audio Slave vinyls, mm-hmm. like EPs and LPs. He he just he was like a nut for it. Yeah, and he bought a bunch of stuff. and He would trance out to Audio Slave, like he would put it on and he just like zone out, oh, do yeah. his own thing. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, that, that's not my thing, mm-hmm. but like, it's cool that he had a band that he really loved. Mm-hmm. I think like if you don't have music that you really love, there's there's something dead inside you oh absolutely yeah i did that yesterday i was doing that with um i was zoning out to um and i just put on repeat i hmm. was listening to uh um uh, i put i just put two songs I, oh, I put three songs on and i just put them on repeat and i just listened to them was uh uh one of them was uh and they're all muse hmm. i just put on uh map uh, map of the problematique oh that's good yeah that one and madness yeah that's and- that's madness is a weird one man yeah madness is so weird i mean the first time i heard it, i'm like this is fucking dumb 
And then like I couldn't stop listening to it. I'm yeah, like, this is fucking awesome. It's a hypnotic song. Dude. It really is. Yeah. And then after that, I switched it up and I put on a um, uh, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, those are all really good. And I, yeah, I, I was just sitting there. I just listened to. I just zoned out for like about literally about an hour and a half. Just listening to three songs on loop. That that's not bad. I mean, there are weird times when you're just like you hear that song and they're on repeat, and you've got your phone out and you're just reading random shit. Yeah. And that's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing? I'm just reading things and like fucking listening to music. Yeah, just there's something that sounds poetic. Something that's very like smooth. Yep. And something that just like will just fucking like knock your head. Like the, the guitar, the guitar riffs in uh, oh yeah, Stockholm Syndrome are are insane. Oh, they're so good, mm-hmm. dude. I did the um, like I mean, like we're going into music now, I guess. I did the same thing. I just had a a big memory card show up mm-hmm. in the mail. Just like I ordered a cheap one on Amazon.com. Like it's a good card. It's like a a SanDisk, like one twenty eight, like a class ten. It's like a U3 or the fuck it is. But I bought it for my camera, but it was out there. So I'm like, oh, it's not going to my camera right now. Plugged it into the laptop, and I had a big chunk of music on there mm-hmm. that I just, it was too big for the card I had in here. It's like, it's like fucking 40-some gigs of music. Mm-hmm. So I threw it on there, popped that into my phone. I was kind of scrolling through, and two albums I listened to from beginning to end that I haven't listened to beginning to end in forever mm-hmm. was that, uh, that Third Eye Blind. <laughs> fucking, oh, really? Yeah, because Third Eye Blind... Gets, I mean, there were a lot of one hitty shit. That yeah. album's not like some like classic album, but fucking some of the best produced songs, like like criminally underrated mm-hmm. in how well produced they are. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're listening to three people play three different instruments. Mm-hmm. Well, no, obviously, but they're playing three different songs, but somehow it's one song. It's one song. Yeah. And um, fucking Morning View by Incubus. Beginning to end. That's a great, great album. <laughs> it's a really good album. Yeah, like, that's a that's a great album. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I forgot. Like, I just stopped listening to those things, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "There's music from fucking 15 years ago I haven't heard in forever." I, I well, I think I think Incubus's older music is better. Oh yeah. Well, no, I, I well, I, I should say I like it more, but because the new album is actually I see co- that is there. I think their new album was, was co-produced by Skrillex. Oh really? Yeah. So it has that's kind weird. of it kind of has more of like an edge to it, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Yeah. So it's not bad. I, I can see why you would say that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. um. So yeah, it's not bad, but it's not like uh, I'm not excited. I wasn't when I, as soon as his name was attached to it, I was like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, I don't want to listen to this. There's garbage. a taint. Yeah. There's a taint like a taint. Yeah. Like even like when I heard um when I heard first heard uh, Unsustainable by mm-hmm. Muse, I was like, oh man, it sounds like kind of like uh that kind of Skrillex. Sound. I was like, oh, that's what I was like, worried about it. But then yeah, I'm like, yeah, when yeah. I start, when I heard it live, I was like, the live version, I'm like, holy shit, this is this is not it at all. Yeah, the Muse is a funny one though. For, I think for you and me, we're like, I'll, I will always go back to it to give it like a fifth, sixth, or seventh shot. Absolutely. Yeah. And before I realize it, that like seventh or eighth, eighth shot is like you're hooked to it. You're hooked yep. on it. Absolutely. It's weird. Like like with um with Madness. Mm-hmm. When I first heard Madness, I'm like, this is like fucking poppy bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, well, what are you doing, Muse? Mm-hmm. Why are you why are you bending to the pop machine? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, actually, this is really fucking good. It's, like, yeah. it's really good. Absolutely. I was the things I was like, I was like that with their one of their, their second newest track, um, mm-hmm. uh, Dig Down, because it kind of sounds yeah, like madness. it sounds a lot like madness. And then I was like, oh man, this sounds like madness, right? But then I was like, you know what? Just keep listening to it. Yep. And then um, I'm like, then listen to it really loud. And then I just, <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. just, just crank it and just sit there and just close your eyes and listen to the song. And I, when I did that, I'm like, I love this song. What was the um the Red Hot Chili Peppers album with scar tissue on it? Californication, was it Californication? I, I don't know. I, oh. I, I, I like one, I like one um, Chili Peppers album. Really? I'm not a huge fan of them at all. Oh no way! And, yeah, and uh, th- oh that's, wow, that is not to say they're bad. No, no, I and you know what? I can kind of see why people would say that they are not for everyone. They're like they're like Guns and Roses, man. Yeah, like I liked Blood Sugar Sex Magic a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, everybody I, did. Yeah, that. I love that album. <laughs> yeah. I just think that. Um, 
and John Frusciante, I think is he's he's incredible. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think uh, the problem that I have with that band is I the, I the thing is I don't have a problem with the band. I have a problem with the one guy. Oh, I think he is. <laughs> Everybody, man. Yeah, he's he just comes off as a. I think he's the worst songwriter, and lyricist. Really, his lyrics are garbage. Really, personal opinion. Yeah, personal. I I get that, but yeah. like he is like I, I I'm not the kind of guy who'll be like, man, I I 100 fucking disagree. Like I can I can kind of see where yeah, you're coming I, from. I, yeah, because I listen to their songs. And I'm just yeah. like I'm like, these lyrics don't mean anything. Wow, I'm, 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 I'm like fucking about Seth yeah, again. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, yeah, and I was like, I'm like, and I looked up at him. Like, why do I, why do I hate these lyrics so much? No way. And, like, huh? They turned me off the song. Like, you, they could be like the music could be unreal. Yeah, but if but he's and the way he sings and the way he comes off, I'm like, man, he just he's, I'm like, oh, he's so like it's like it's. It, it, I I do see. Here's the thing. I mean, like I, it just comes off as lazy, and so uh, like sorry to cut you off, but um, no, I, no, no, no. I go go ahead, finish. And then um, I I went online. I was like, I was checking to see if I was if I'm like, is it just me? Is it just you? I'm like, am I missing something here? Because I'm like, I love blood sugar sex magic. Blood yep. sugar sex magic. Yep. And then went online. It says uh. Anthony Keaton is one of the worst lyricists of all time. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! That I kept joining. So it's not just me. Yeah, and I just, I didn't I didn't I just went for I just typed in Red Hot Chili Peppers lyrics. Yeah, I'm like, what am I missing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, am I not getting something? And it said it actually wrote off all these things where it said uh, worst lyrics, ly- worst lyrics, worst lyrics, worst lyrics. Oh and wow! I was like, oh shit. Well, I mean, like I I think in the age we're in, you could write <laughs> great great method on getting the recent well. pieces yeah. out. Um, you if if you finish them, you do me a favor. So you do what you need to do with those things. Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm hitting the gym tomorrow, so that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like in the age we're in, you can look up anything and find negative about that. Yeah, like find something written in the negative about that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, there are there are songs that like there are people who there are artists people really love. Like fucking, um, I know Florence and the Machine is like almost universally loved. Oh yeah, they're great. I think they're pretentious hot shit. I, I, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I think they're just like pretentious hot shit. It took me a long time to get into the arcade fire. Yep. Everybody's like, they were Canadian royalty in the music scene for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I did not care for them. Like, I didn't I didn't listen to them. Not care for them. I didn't listen to them. And then they showed up to play a show at Reds. Mm-hmm. And the crowd put me off. Mm-hmm. The people who came in were like, everybody is dressed like some sort of hobo mm-hmm. like i mean like a train traveling hobo not a yeah. homeless person like people who sit in the grass yeah it was like a hobo chic mm-hmm. like people came in dressed like with like big holes in their knit sweaters and shit and wearing shawls and shit yeah man know? everybody looked like a like a knockoff of colin farrell like it yeah. just it really put me off and then like they played their and i was listening to him like actually pretty good yeah and then all of a sudden they start walking around the the bar that place is almost two hundred thousand square feet so they start walking around the rest of the building and it was like watching that scene from fucking Jesus Christ Superstar mm-hmm. when they're like everybody's just like hitting or not not even that fucking the Mountain of Doom from Conan. Yeah. They're smacking the tambourine mm-hmm. and just walking behind them. I was like, this trancy cult bullshit, man. You know, fuck those guys and fuck this cult. I was out. Yeah. Like, nope, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I did not give them a second chance oh, until yeah. like fucking Walter Mitty. I was like, actually, that song was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was back on board yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I, you know who, who else I will not like, uh, whose music I, will, I just did not get into, mm-hmm. even though I'm a huge fan of Muse, Radiohead. Oh, I've never liked Radiohead. I've never liked Radiohead. I, I this is Tom York. Yeah, fuck that guy. I've never liked Radiohead. I've never, I've ne- never got into Radiohead. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah I, I'm all on board, hundred percent. Yeah, I sang uh, a creep on fucking whatever that the band, the rock band. You whatever. mean Air That I Breathe by the Hollies? Yeah, fuck, <laughs> creep yeah, is a rip off. Yeah, the Air That I Breathe rip-off. by the. <laughs> oh God, I think it's, it's not just me. Okay, <laughs> no man, that's that, that was a lawsuit. 
Yeah. Like they, they lost, they don't have money from that song coming in. Yeah. And which is, that was their biggest hit, I'm assuming, right? I would imagine it's the most recognizable Radiohead song. Yeah. So, um, granted, like, I understand why people, I totally get why people like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I just could not, I, I just, I see Tom York's face and I just want to fucking yell at him. Like, yeah. I just want to yell at him to, like, take a shower. Yeah. Or so I was like, ah, you know what? I'm like, ah, F this guy. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan at yeah, all. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? If you like him, that's totally cool. Whereas I was not a huge Blur fan, but I'm a huge Gorillas fan. Yeah, I love like, Gorillaz, yeah. I was on a big Blur fan, but man, I'm like hook, line, and sinker on the Gorillas. Yeah, like I like I didn't mind Blur. I was like, you know what? There, I was like, you know what? I understand why Oasis hates these guys. You guys are like, they're just. Um, they're, I think it's they're one too, song. It's one song. Yeah, like Blur was like. Yeah, Oasis has one how song, many good yeah. fucking songs? That's right. Yeah, so and like <laughs> Oasis has got great mythology. Exactly. <laughs> like, what's going on with those guys? I know they're shitting in shoes. They're pissing on their fans. Yeah, they're fighting each other. Like Oasis, is just like it's entertainment, man. Yeah, exactly. And so I'd watch that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I would not watch a Blur movie. Yeah, what, the Oasis story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, um, Oasis. Uh, the lead singer of Oasis was married to one of the girls from. Uh, I think they're. Uh, I think Liam Gallagher mm-hmm. is related to some. Uh, is related to um, Liam Howlett from The Prodigy. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah, through marriage of one of those. Um, what's that? What's that? I'll have to come back to you with what, what the name of the with the, how that worked out with the, with this, the girl group that actually married one of them. Yeah, and they were cousins. Or, yeah, they're actually related. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. They were all like around the same time and somewhat famous. Yeah, I mean they all had like I, I'm sure it, it's kind of like acting, right? Was Justine Bateman and Justin Bateman? Yeah, it's like one one is knows the other one. They're they're related, and the next thing you know, they marry an actor, and somebody else marries an actor, and then you got this weird di- di- dynamic happening. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, and that's actually that's one guy I really really respect hmm. is uh. Um, Liam Howlett from uh, The Prodigy. Oh, really? Yeah. Is the, there the, there the, a the, reason the, behind that, or is it the, the, the uh, he's like he's the producer? He he does he's he Prodigy. does pretty much everything. He does yeah. everything. He's like, uh, like what he's able to do. Um, mm-hmm. like his his music style, I just love it because like he was the band that became The Prodigy as a one man show. Oh yeah, he before every, like he was just like a DJ mixing crazy fucking sounds. Yeah, back in there, like back in there, like in the like 80s. in the club days. Yeah, and then he recruited first was um what's his name though not 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 fucking singer guy there. God, why am I drawing blanks on his name? Maxim. Yeah, Maxim was first, right? Yeah, and then they they became The Prodigy. Yeah, and then they got a singer and became what yeah, we then, know. Yeah, then they got um uh then they got Mr. Spiky Hair. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, um, he's got a great name. Yeah. Why am I blanking Why am I on the drawing a blank? Yeah. I love the Prodigy. They're yeah, like he's one of my really favorite good bands. Band. Um, but um, yeah, but but then they became like it was Howlett by himself, and then they became the Prodigy as a band. Yeah, Liam Howlett, and, and that's who we uh, know. There's the Maxim, and then there's uh, Leroy Thor- uh, Leroy Thornhill, and then there was um, oh fuck, I remember the dancer's name. He's not even part of Prodigy anymore, but I can't. Remember. No, he's gone. Hell, <laughs> Mister Mister No Bones. No, what's it? What is it? It's Liam Howlett. That is the name of the DJ, right? The DJ. What the fuck is the name well, of the... we're going to just have to look it up yeah, now. So, um, this is the part where we play that elevator music. Yeah. Where it's like... Do, um, do, do. No, it's going to be... No, elevator music is going to be worse than that. Girl, no, we can't do the rest because we'll get sued, right? Yeah, Depending exactly. Uh, play, the, some, play some Tom Jones. Prodigy. Liam Howlett. Uh-huh. When you tell me, I'm going to... You're going you're gonna to poop I'm gonna pants. Sh- I'm going to lose my shit. Oh, let's see. Liam Howlett, uh, keyboardist and songwriter. The first lineup of the band also included Maxim, Keith Flint. Flint. <laughs> yes. I kept, I can see, his, everybody can see his face. That, was it Leroy Thornhill? Is that his name? The dancer? Leroy Thornhill, yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. But Keith Flint is our, is the guy we're, is we're talking guy. about. Yeah. Yeah, spiky hair there. Yeah. Whose look has changed like 50 times. And it's all, but it, it's never been so creepy as Firestarter though. Yeah. Like he's never looked so weird as that, as that video for Firestarter. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think uh, Maxim looked weird in, uh, uh, in the, the Breathe video. 
Like yes. he, look, he, look like a, he look like a reptile. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. those close-ups. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Those weird close-ups to the camera. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was watching this. Uh, the, the It's called The Dark the, the dark Documentary of uh, Depeche Mode. Of and, course uh, you were. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the um, There was a... Uh, um, holy fuck. Yeah, no kidding. Um, there was a... Uh, <laughs> there was, they, had the interviews, they had the interviews with everybody up until... Um, I guess um, up until Songs of Faith and Devotion, mm-hmm. it, which was released right after Violator. Yeah, yeah. So like, because they were making the same music when they first came out, and then all of a sudden Black Celebration came out, and like that's the move, that's the, that's the album that kind of changed them. Mm-hmm. So that was their first like band. That was their first album that actually you know, they went with a different sound. And for then, for like that era when they that, changed their whole sound into yeah. that Violator kind of yeah. Thing. So they had the eighties pop stuff like you know down. Yeah. And then when Black, Black Celebration came out, that was when they actually changed it and actually started doing more sampling. It mm-hmm. became more of a rough album. And then you went to um uh uh you had then you had music for the masses mm-hmm. and then you had violator yeah and then you had songs of faith and devotion so all those al- all those albums those are four albums that came out like right after each other but they all have a distinct different sound yeah they're all very different very different yeah very and different I, now here here's the thing too like from an outsider perspective I was never a huge Depeche Mode fan mm-hmm. I was uh pretty much like a Violator fan yeah and like I was a big fan of Violator yeah and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people like that yeah. yeah and there was like a lot of, and not that I like didn't care for them mm-hmm. I just the other ones didn't sound like Violator as much mm-hmm. or they played around too much like within the like the entirety of the album mm-hmm. so I just couldn't like there wasn't I couldn't just put it in like Violator and hit play and, and walk just, away and clean the house through. yeah. And then like it while while it's on, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah I never really got into everything else. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally fair. <laughs> yeah, there's um, uh, I didn't know, I can't believe I didn't. Well, I shouldn't say I can't believe I didn't know this. That's kind of arrogant. But like uh, the um, what I found out is that they were talking to, when they when songs of faith when uh sorry when music of the masses came out, mm-hmm. they were interviewing the guy who produced it, and he was talking about um, uh, he was talking about yeah we, we was when I was working with Tears for Fears, I'm like working with Tears for Fears, hmm. I'm like. I was, then I was back in my head I was listening to I was like I, I put on Shout and I put on uh, uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World I, was, yeah. I started listening to the album I'm like man this sounds like music for the masses really the you guys who produced songs from the big chair produced music for the masses oh no way yeah that's not totally surprising not, not at all but I was like I'm like my two favorite like two favorite bands from the 80s yeah uh, they were and they had each of their like uh, each of their like sophomore albums yeah sophomore mature albums yeah. were produced by the same guy which I mean, like that's that. I mean, I'm more than likely that is by design. Yeah. Like I mean, you're you are getting into your sophomore album, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, you know, we're kind of away from that first one. We got the first one out; it was a hit, and we're not gonna use the same sounds twice. Exactly. Let's play. And, yeah. Let's play more live. Yeah. Let's play more live. And for all we know, that first one being successful could be accidental, because we're so raw. Yeah. And that sound is really appealing. Like everybody loves a really well produced first album that's raw mm-hmm. in its in its value, like the way it sounds. Everybody loves that shit. Yeah. But then again, you need the second one to be more polished because now we're well, we're becoming professionals now. Yeah. Like all of a sudden we know what we're doing, so we better get some somebody here yeah. who can take care of this. Yeah, exactly. Who can do that for us? So and so from Tears of Fear. Exactly. Yeah, because you don't want like because um, they said like you know what, um, their first couple of albums they sounded exactly the same. Yeah. And when Black Celebration came out, that's that they're like, holy shit, this album fucking catapulted them, and they're like, holy shit, America's noticing us now. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? What worked for us? We have to change our sound. Exactly. So like you know what, the next album, though you can't use the same sounds again. Mm-hmm. Try to try a different method, and then music for the masses just sounds like nothing, like Black Celebration. I love when a band can do that. Yeah, and then um, d- then Violator came out, sounds nothing like like uh like nothing mm-hmm. like uh like music for the masses. Songs of Faith and Devotion sounds nothing like uh, Violator. Violator is like it's like somebody burnt red wine. Yeah, like it's like somebody threw a match and red wine just like lit. Yeah, I like, guess this is 
is dirty and gritty and smells bad and it's like an alcoholic's farts. But it's like it's so good. Yeah, it's um, it caused a riot. They went to L.A. to like do a signing, mm-hmm. signing for albums, and there was a riot there. I can see why. Yeah, it was bigger than the Beatles uh, signing. Like they said, it was like the Beatles show up, and then well, that, I can see that. They said they didn't spend any money on advertising because that was that was all the advertising they needed. Depeche Mode is like they spiked hard. Yeah, like they, in North America, mm-hmm. they spiked hard, and then kind of disappeared in North America, mm-hmm. and then they had this and still have a huge career in Europe. Oh yeah, and the thing is, all like the the show in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. For, um, this is like the the recent one. The recent one tour. Yeah, yeah the recent tour for um, uh, um, uh, yeah, for the newest album, and it was uh. Um, it was crazy. Like I went to go see them in Europe in 2013 mm-hmm. and uh, packed. But there's still like a stadium band in Europe. Oh yeah, they're huge. Yeah, like, they're still yeah, massive. Even, even like yeah, and they're they're, they're in, uh, in in North America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're huge. California, they're like they're massive. Fuck, I I yeah. love that. I've only been to a couple like stadium shows, like big fucking stadium shows. Well, which ones did you? Which ones are your favorite? Uh, I I only went to U two mm-hmm. and um, fuck, what was the last one? It was like a like a big show. It was one of the when they used to do those like um. Multi-band, like when well, not not Power Nine Two, when the Bear would do those big fucking shows here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like Telus Field or mm-hmm. Commonwealth. I went yeah. to one of those. I can't remember which the Commonwealth was, but Foo Fighters played there, and it was one of those things where it's like that's such a man. I love that feeling. I love being low in the, in the crowd when it's packed mm-hmm. at a stadium show. Like, mm-hmm. It's such a neat feeling, man. The U two one was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like watching it was um the pop pop tour, mm-hmm. or was it Zuropa? Because I saw them twice. In the same like the the back the two tours back to back, so I think it might have been both of them. Oh, okay, but um, it yeah, it, was, it must have been those. Yeah, it was definitely pop is the one that I remember the most mm-hmm. because the stage was just bananas. Like mm-hmm. they brought a guy on stage to play with them from the crowd who like just said he could play. Yeah, like oh, I guess so. I don't know if he was plant or what, but he came out and played guitar and like it was actually really good. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> the Reese's pieces, man, just open the bag and take them out. Fuck, just spill them on the table. Fuck. The table's clean. I clean this thing every day. I'm a neat freak. But um, yeah, like, there like there's such a neat feeling. And now, like, I'm I'm a huge fucking wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. I was watching because it's the WrestleMania season. It's like a week and a bit away. Mm-hmm. They've been playing them all on the on the network there. So I watched the outdoor ones, the the fucking the California, uh, the one the one in the Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. which is outdoors, and the one they had in uh, in Miami. No, I see. I was like, man, like, fuck, I would really like to be at the ground on one of those shows. Yeah, with like a hundred thousand people around you. And like fucking the glass breaks, fucking Stone Cold comes out. Like it's those, those moments that like cue you up, because like they've they've engineered everything they do to excite you. Yeah, it's like there, there's a reason the sound, the music sounds a certain way. It's yeah. like when Stone Cold's glass breaks, you know that he's gonna come out and fuck somebody up. Yeah, they're doing it. Like I said, I said it here before. Like they're doing it again properly with uh, the new guy Seth Rollins. Yeah, where you hear "Burn It Down" get screamed like a rock star screaming "Burn It Down." Mm-hmm. He comes out and you know he's gonna fuck somebody up. If you hear that mid match. He's come to screw somebody's life up. That's just how it's going to be. Yeah, I see. Like in The Rock, when The Rock's music hit, it was very much like, it was like Star Wars. Yeah. Like the, the music hits and like, well, this will be epic. Let's yeah. all just sit back and see what the hell happens. Mm. But you didn't get ramped up the same way you do with Stone Cold music. Oh, yeah. Stone Cold, it's like, uh, you're like, someone's going to get fucked up. Exactly. Yeah, I like, mean, he's going to like. Like when The Rock comes out, you're like, you're going to be entertained. Like, yeah. You'll be like, you know what? This, he'll say something hilarious. Exactly. And you're going to get disappointed when he's in the ring. Well, The Rock was, uh, well, I mean, that depends too, right? Like when you watch his Cena matches and we watch a lot of his matches, he actually had great wrestling talent, but he's a larger wrestler. Yeah, exactly. So he would have big man matches. Yeah. Like he had cool, like um, transitional, like hold-based wrestling talent. Mm-hmm. And he could do it really well. Yeah. But being that the guys he fought were all like power moves guys, mm-hmm. he kind of got pigeonholed in being a That's exactly it. Well. You're right. Yeah. 
And Stone Cold didn't really have the chance. Like, nope. he, Stone Cold, well, when he was ringmaster, he did. Mm-hmm. Because he showed off some, like, legitimate, pure Matt talent. Yeah. Like, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, like, he became Stone Cold Steve Austin, who would stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. Oh, yeah. That became his thing, right? Yeah. I remember when he gave um, um, Santa Claus a stunner. <laughs> he gave everybody a stunner, man. Yep. Oh. Stacey Keebler. Oh, everybody, everybody. It's so good. I was, yeah, actually, you know, I watched a wrestling match um, today at work. Which one? Was it like a classic match or something that was on today? Just uh, on... No, it was it was an older one. It was a couple years old. It was um, uh, Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, versus Brock Lesnar. Oh man, is that the one where Brock just throws him back in the ring? Uh, it wasn't the one where he used him as a rag doll. Like it was actually a close match. Okay. Yeah. Because there, there's a you know one where he picked, <laughs> oh, up man. That, those, that picked up that big steel like cage thing mm-hmm. or whatever, or that big steel like steps thing. Yeah, yeah. And Ray Mysterio came by and he just jump kicked him and he, t- he smashed him right in the face with it. <laughs> kind of knocks him down a little bit. So it was actually a really entertaining match. Well, they later on, like near the tail end of that run for Mysterio, I think when he had the belt, mm-hmm. um, he was having a really good match with the big guys. Yeah, I mean, he was like the world's smallest or world's biggest underdog. Kind yeah, of thing, he was right? a giant, total giant killer. Yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. was, and it was great. Yeah, but there was one match uh, years and years ago when Brock was just showing up. Oh he yeah, was, and yeah, he's, he's like, like nineteen to twenty years old, mm-hmm. and he cradle carries Rey Mysterio. I, I feel like I'm remembering this wrong, so you know, feel free to tell me I'm doing it wrong. But he cradle carries him. And like the camera side of the ring, and he just throws him over, like yeah. over the top rope from the from the floor, from the mat. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna, this guy's gonna murder people. Yeah, oh yeah. Like that was Brock when he was Brock Lesnar. That's before the fucking weird tattoos and shit. Yeah, when he's just a gigantic like farm kid. You're yeah. like, well, yeah, he's just gonna murder everybody. Yeah, yeah. Did you who was it when who was it when Rey Mysterio fought? Was it the Great Khali when they, he just got just absolutely just destroyed? When Mysterio got destroyed, yeah, yeah, Khali, I'm pretty sure has done that to him. Like, didn't he? Like, like it wasn't even close. Like, he just like he t- he's towering over him, and he wa- walked right up to him and looked him in the in the face. What you mean in the belly button? In the yeah, he's like in the belly button. Yeah, <laughs> in the belly exactly. Button. At that time, Great Khali was like he was the the monster heel. Yeah, like he was that was, that was his character. Yeah, nobody knew that he can barely fucking walk. Yeah, like I mean, that's, his only job was to walk in and smash guys and, and walk out again. Yeah, isn't he like? But isn't he like a good guy now? Ah, uh, he's a he's definitely not a bad guy. Yeah, like I mean, he's he's looked at as more of like a um, a novelty that everybody cheers for more than anything else. Yeah, because I remember uh, didn't didn't uh, um, what's his face? Uh, who's that? Uh, who's what the fuck is that guy's name? Current or current? Oh, the uh, Jinder Mahal. No, 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 the current Punjabi. No, no, the guy, superpower. No, the, the white guy. He's in a. Uh, the white guy, who's who's a he 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 fights Brock Lesnar all the time. Well, that's a lot of people. That's uh, <laughs> no. Goldberg or uh, John Cena. John Cena. Yeah, the you can't see yeah. me. I remember he was talking to Greg Khali. And he had to get him to like uh, watch like watch the door in case this guy doesn't come out. And he spoke to him. He in spoke Punjabi. to him in Punjabi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty good, man. Yeah. That was and he spoke to him in like the most broken Punjabi, but it was like it was beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> he tried. It was good, man. Mm-hmm. I I just I love wrestling. I love the idea that it's like. It's I'm watching athletes perform high risk maneuvers, but it's scripted. Oh yeah. It's like I, I don't have to worry about like the ref is you know, he's gonna make a bad call or a judge is gonna be like, What the fuck? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not gonna worry about a judge dropping the ball. Like oh, it, yeah. I know that whatever happens is meant to happen and I'm just entertained. Oh yeah. Watching like high level athletes do high level stunt work live. Mm-hmm. That's just the coolest thing. Oh yeah, I was watching um I watched the Amanda Nunez and Ronda Rousey fight. And how'd that make you feel? Uh, it's, it's brutal to watch. Yeah, man. Like all of it is brutal to watch. Yeah, I, and I watched that, and I was like, "Geez, then I watched the Holly Home fight. Mm-hmm. The Holly the Home fight was rough. It was hilarious because like she was on this talk show before. Like I think it was with Jimmy Kimmel or something, and she said, um, yeah, he goes, yeah, she's gonna try to like 
keep it keep, uh, keep her distance she's, she's gonna try to kick me in the face he goes like yeah yep. uh-uh it's not gonna work what happened boom kicked in the face pretty much man yeah broke her fucking face uh it was brutal and the worst part is too it's like i really like i find that more and more I just kind of feel bad for Ronda Rousey because I feel like she was she was aligned with a shitty a shitty group, which she still is kind of in a sense. Yeah. And um like that really kind of grossed people out about her. Mm-hmm. And then she just carried herself really shitty. Mm-hmm. Like she Absolutely. carried herself really fucking shitty. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that could just be youth, like the the arrogance of youth, right? You walk in and you get a bunch of wins the same way and you feel like you're unst- you're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You can't be taken down. And then you just like you get that that air about you, like I can fucking do whatever I want now. Yeah, that self entitlement just comes right out. Yeah, and, and then like, like she's got a gimmick too, like the Ronda face, and then everybody wanted that for a while. Yeah, and I feel like that that did a real disservice to her, and people Absolutely. just jumped on the bandwagon yeah. hating her. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if that was how real that was, like deep down inside her psyche, like how real well, that I think was. It was definitely real. You think so? Yeah, I'm, I I don't think it was people, deliberate. Or do you think that's what people wanted to see? No, no, I think it all became a part of her character, and okay. she just like you know, it's like character acting. Before you realize that, that, it, I guess that's what I'm asking. Is it, is it yeah. more character acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think okay. it took her over. I think yeah. it became real. Okay. It's kind of like um, I was talking to Dan about. There's a time when uh, we had a friend of a friend who was writing some comedy mm-hmm. and wanted to be uh, stand up. Yeah. So I was helping him out. I had a bunch of I had a bunch of like material that like I would I would never like you know get onto a stage and use or whatnot. So like I could I, we we talked and and next thing you know I'm writing some stuff for him. Yeah. But a lot of it was very cynical. Very like fuck you material, mm-hmm. and I realized the more I was getting into writing it, the more I was like fuck everything, fuck the world, you mm-hmm. suck, you stink, you can't drive, you're stupid, you're short, you're ugly. And I was like, oh, I see what's happening. I'm I'm so like like uh like ensconced and so like into this right now, into this vibe. It's kind of taking over who you it's are. It's kind of taking over your personality. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was when I realized this is like maybe about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized what character actors actually go through. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, that really it would fuck with you. Mm-hmm. It would totally fuck with it. So I think, in a sense, that's kind of what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And, and people argue, like, I know, like, Strangle was like, nope, she's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like, right away, she's a shitty person. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. Maybe that is part of her personality. Mm-hmm. But she definitely, like, ramped it up, I think, almost accidentally as well. I think so, too, yeah. It's yeah. like it's. I think it's. it would be hard for her to become, like, be a humble person. And just, like, mm-hmm. I, but I think if she tried to do that, yep. she would lose her edge. I think so. That could mm-hmm. be it too, right? Yeah. I mean, it very well likely could be that if she tries to be a nice person, her edge is going to go away. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and that's why, like, a lot of fans, like, right away, I was uh, talking to my mom about, because, like, she watches wrestling. Every Monday she's watching it. She's a big pay-per-view fan. She's got the network and all that shit, right? Yeah. I was talking to her about it, and um, she's like, who's Ronda Rousey? I'm like, this is who she is. She's like, I don't fucking like her. She's like, I don't like her at all. Like, the way she carried herself, she's like, no, I don't like her. And then now I'm watching her go from uh, not liking her to now, in character, she's lined up with Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. She's gone from being like just random, pointing at the fucking WrestleMania sign with Ronda face, because because like she makes that stupid fucking face and yeah. she acts all tough and the way she walks and shit. My mom is like off. She's like, no, nah, I don't like her at all. Mm-hmm. But my mom also can't stand Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. So when she came out with Kurt Angle against them and put a beating on those two, she's like, that Ronda's not bad. I'm like, you're you're being you're being suckered in oh, by so the, that the character already, machine. That match already happened. No, it's coming up at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. I'm like, that's the machine, right? You're being suckered into it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that, and that happens. You hate somebody. And all of a sudden, they have that, they make the face turn. And all of a sudden, you're like, nah, I'm, so I'm rooting for them now. Mm-hmm. We all hated the shield when they showed up. Mm-hmm. They're wearing the fucking stupid SWAT gear and smashing everybody. Yeah. And like, the second they went up against Triple H, everybody became fans of the shield. Oh, yeah. It's like, you you as a as a viewer, you get suckered into it. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying very hard to do that with her now. Okay. But um, it's going to be tough for all the wrestling fans to be like, nah, Ronda Rousey's okay. Because there's always going to be a group that's like, nope, she makes Ronda face and she was shitty and she was the Diaz brothers. Yeah. And her manager is a piece of shit. 
or her trainer. Got the goddamn Diaz brothers. The Diaz brothers, man. Man, their their coca is not very good. <laughs> they're what? Uh, they're from Scarface. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> I, I didn't know what you were going at over there. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Diaz brothers, yeah. and I, I because of that I wasn't a big fan of Ronda Rousey. Oh well, is what it is. Yeah, I guess the, so, um, man. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, every time like you name the Diaz brothers, it takes you right back to Scarface. It takes you back to Scarface. Yeah. Fucking Ga- Diaz yeah. brothers. Diaz, Gaspar Gomez and the fucking Diaz brothers. The Diaz Fuck brothers. them all. <laughs> oh, Bury those cockroaches. <laughs> oh, Scarface. Man, that that remake never went through, huh? No. Oh, I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Those, there are certain things you just don't fucking touch. Yeah, exactly. I want to see. Why don't you watch Hobbit? Why don't you watch? There's, there's, just watch Scarface. There, that was a remake of Scarface. There you go. You want us to remake a Scarface? Watch the, the the first remake of Scarface. Yeah, because that's the good remake of Scarface. That is the that is the best remake. That's the that's one of the best remakes of any movie. I would say so. Yeah, I would say like in a lot. I mean, like I've always said, I've always stood by it that like um the character of Tony Montana, uh the reason I do watch it and not hate that movie the way I hate The Godfather mm-hmm. is that that's a cautionary tale. Yeah, if you become a gangster and try to build yourself up into something out of spite and out of being like ridiculed and being hated, things will end up going bad for you. Exactly. Now, if you take that same like drive and become like a bar owner and walked away from it all, mm-hmm. when I walk away from this scene, take all the cash I made and go go start a bar and I don't know, like fucking Reno or some shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe his life would have been better, but nope. He got driven by his own hate and spite, and he ends up dead for it. Yeah, and the thing is too is that I just love and the, the, but if you look, you can look at the making of that movie, mm-hmm. what Oliver Stone went through to make the, to make that movie yeah. to write it. Oh he, yeah, he became a coke addict. And he was hanging out with all well, these, uh, these. He went back to being a coke addict. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> he beca- he he rediscovered cocaine. Yeah, so like I well yeah I guess going into Vietnam. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he came out of Vietnam fucked up. Yeah, so <laughs> like, I don't think God he became he a coke there. addict from Scarface. Yeah, and uh, so I think um with uh like the so like that's why I think people should actually like take a look at Scarface the, the making of Scarface. Mm-hmm. Watch that on YouTube. It's 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 it's, ex- it's exceptional. Oh yeah, man. Scarface is uh, it, it, it's a cautionary tale. Yeah, it like is. It's, it's it's absolutely a cautionary tale, and it's wild. Like I mean, like there are very few movies I can think of in that era outside of like the sci-fi stuff, the hard action stuff mm-hmm. that had that writer, director, composer, actor, everything. Like everything was everything. Just so fucking good. Yeah, that movie had everything. Yeah, man. I had one like like not to take this on too far or go too far away from Scarface. I had one like that. That's still like in my top, I'd say maybe in my top three comedies, if not one of my favorite of all time. Mm. I, I love the Burbs. Everybody else love the Burbs. No, that, that is what, what this show is based on. I had the love of the Burbs. Mm-hmm. Actually, kind of it is. Yeah. That, 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 Your love a of the Burbs true is like my love of Christopher Nolan. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I, well, I, I don't know. My love of the Burbs is silly. I, 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 I don't know. I think, I think yours is my, I don't know. I Mine know, is kind of silly, man. It's like the Burbs is a silly movie. I just fucking, like, I have an irrational love for the Burbs. Yeah, but it's close to your heart, though, right? It's very close to my heart. There you go. The idea that that could be happening in your neighborhood and you could, like, hunt it down and find out about what's going on in your, your own backyard. Oh, yeah. Like, the, there's a there's a, a certain kind of goofy realism to it that I, I really enjoy. Yeah. But my other one that I really love is fucking Midnight Run. Midnight Run's fantastic. I love Midnight Run. Oh, it's got yeah. two great performances. Yep. It's got a really good director. Mm-hmm. And fucking Danny Elfman does the music. Yeah. Like, what more do you want, man? Yeah. Great, great movie. Yeah, great fucking movie. Yeah. Actually, you know, speaking of that, actually, I was, I was, um, uh, there's a new show on. I think I'm gonna actually give a chance. Give I, it I don't, go? I don't, I don't watch like regular shows on a regular like basis. A, a network broadcast television or like Netflix or something. Uh, Netflix. I think it's on. Uh, um, Fuck, I'm not sure who carries that. I'll have to find out. Mm. Um, but uh, um, it's called The Terror. The Terror? Yeah. Huh. It's about this ship that's, the, that's trying to find the passage through the Northwest, um, hmm. going, through the, going through the ice and stuff, like that, and it gets, be, it gets like, stranded. Really? 
and it's like a forehead. that word. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's it's, oh, it's stranded in, this, in ice basically, right? Mm-hmm. And these the crew is like, uh, like, how the fuck do we get out of here and stuff like that? But there's something that there's actually something up there. Of that's, course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, it's it's very like John yeah, Carpenter. Exactly, <laughs> it's gonna so, be so good. Yeah, and it's uh, um, uh, it has like f- three different directors, I think, and it's uh-huh. pr- it's produced by Ridley Scott. And well, that sounds. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and so I was like, <laughs> so it looks amazing. Yeah. And um, I went online to rev- to see what the reviews were, mm-hmm. and it's like a universally like, holy shit, this show is so fucking good. I'll have to give that a look. The, the terror. terror. Yeah. God damn, huh? That's yeah, brand, brand fucking new. Brand spanking new. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that is like a, a Netflix type thing. I think, I'm not sure what it is. Um, yeah, we can, we can, but yeah, we'll take a listeners, look yeah, like the check terror. it out. Yeah, The Terror. God. 2018. I, I, I love shows like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got the last four episodes of The X-Files. Mm-hmm. From this season, sitting around, mm-hmm. and I know like I haven't heard the spoilers or, or read the reviews yet, but I heard that like, it's like, well, obviously this is why she's fucking leaving the show if you're gonna leave it like that. Like people were not impressed. Mm-hmm. They haven't been impressed with the X Files since like the last season of the X Files. Yeah. So I'm not surprised of the original original last season. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised people are bummed out by it. Yeah, that's but true. um, like that kind of storytelling, like like weird shit happening, you just don't see it anymore, man. No, like you Black don't. Mirror kind of does it. Yeah. But like I I don't really want the anthology stuff all the time mm-hmm. like i would like to see a good like eight or nine episodes mm-hmm. of some really fucking dark shit happening i know that's that's why i hope karate kid like is like <laughs> no that's gonna be straight up goofball comedy exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be straight up goofball comedy yeah but uh, it looks so, it looks so stupid but i can't i can't wait to watch it well johnny becomes mr miyagi yeah like johnny as mr miyagi is just i love the idea i of that. love that idea the the fact that he's burnt out, passed out in like cans of cheap fucking like corner store beer, and he just decides to help some kid out. So is is, is so is Johnny teach him to be good or bad? <laughs> he's teaching him not to be pussies. That uh, that's what that's what it seems like. Okay. And I think he even uses that line in the trailer. Like you're a generation of fucking pissing out little pussies. Like yeah, yeah, get your shit together, little fucking losers. And it's like then he's he's not building bullies. He's just building kids who who need to stand up for themselves. Yeah. And that is counterintuitive to Daniel LaRusso. Yeah. Who was all about like, no, man, you're you're retraining Cobra Kai. Your mentality's fucked up. You're all Cobra Kai guys. You can have all the talent in the world, but you've got to have the balance. Bro. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All the talent in the world. But in turn, I think really he's just like Mr. Miyagi with a group. Mm-hmm. Like he's just Miyagiing a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, I don't think Miyagi could teach a bunch of kids. No, Miyagi is a, is a one a, kid man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one-on-one. Yeah, he's one-on-one, which makes him sound like a really awful fucking human being. Well, no, actually, he could beat up, because like, we showed in Karate Kid 1, he could beat up he beat up the entire Cobra Kai group. He beat up children. That's the thing. See? <laughs> I mean, Miyagi beat up just, a bunch of kids, I was man. trying to explain this to Jamie yesterday. Yeah. She called me last night. Yeah. I tried to explain to her that, that Daniel was the instigator in every situation. No, no, okay. See, this is where I disagree. I disagree that he's... I, in, I, in most of the situations, he was. In in the very beginning, he gets that like he gets that try. He makes an attempt to join a new group of people, keep his head down, and be cool. And it blows up in his face. So he gets beat up. He learns some karate, and then after that, he just starts fucking antagonizing them. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, he's, he's just being oh, antagonized. Okay, so you agree that after the beach scene, after, from that point on, yes, John, like he should have just fucking mind his own business. Yeah, they, I think they both could have. Yeah, okay. I think they both would have been served best if they just walked away from each other. Okay, so but so and but his uh so but dumping that water mm-hmm. on Johnny's head while he's trying to roll a joint. Yeah. Okay, first of all, he ruined the weed. <laughs> yeah, number one, you. Yeah, that's you, that's, I mean, that's not easy to get back then. Yeah, and so what, what was he expecting after that? Yeah. Looking at stern, uh, what is it like some harsh language? No, you're gonna get your ass kicked. That's up. high school. That's a rule of guys. You know, if you you fuck with if you fuck with a guy, they're gonna fuck you up. That's that's how high school should work. Exactly. Though. That's how, that's yeah. that's high school in the eighties. One on one. 
But he did what you would want him to do, though. He got, I mean, like, that's what you would teach your kids to do. If that kid's going to come up to you and pick on you day one, prison rules, man. So Daniel essentially did what he should have done. Okay, then he shouldn't be fair to the backlash. You could, you could, you could that, do it. Okay, that's yes. true. Okay, so you could, you could do it that's if you right. want if you're willing to accept the consequences. Exactly. So, and then continue standing up for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, okay, fine. Round number one fucking goes to you. Exactly. Yeah, so. So I'm okay with that. But that's the point. It's like, he is now embroiled in a back and forth where he is continually standing up for himself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And yeah, same thing too. Like, if you are going to do that, mm-hmm. fuck, deal with the consequences then. Yeah, we got a back and forth now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that beach scene, uh, what Johnny <laughs> said it to, the, to her. Because first of all, he didn't know that, that her, that she was single. Yeah. She didn't know that this, that that this was going on. Okay. And then so when he's like, uh, uh, when Johnny shoved him, mm-hmm. and then uh, then Daniel like started started like to get like you know really antsy with him. Yeah. Johnny said to her, he's all he did was trip her, trip him like when he tried to like uh, chase after. Him, <laughs> he did a running start at him. Johnny just tripped him, and then she's like, he's like, leave him alone. And then Johnny says to her, I didn't do anything. All he did was trip him. He tripped him, but it's still a dick move. But but my point is that Johnny it's not knows st- that he could have killed him. Okay, that and that's a good point. That's so a valid all, yeah, point. He's like, you know, I gotta teach this guy a lesson. Yeah. I'm not gonna hurt the guy. I'm not. He goes, I goes, I'm not gonna. He goes, he goes, and he's like, Toro, Toro, Toro. Yeah, no, I get it, man. I totally understand your perspective. So yeah, that's so that's where I'm coming from. Daniel okay. is not like he, he is not the innocent young no, hero. Yeah, like every we're watching two kids continually one up each other. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, so like I, I think Daniel got everything he deserved in that movie. No, I, and I'm not. I'm not saying that he including like, the victory at the end, including the victory at the Absolutely. end. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, we're not watching a movie about a like a punk ass little sissy kid mm-hmm. getting beat up, and then we're seeing the we we get to see his home life, how he deals with it. Yeah, as an audience, mm-hmm. so we do get the whining and the crying and like the upset at himself. Yeah, but when he's antagonizing Johnny, that's fine. Yeah, like he should be doing that. Yeah, that's and there's nothing wrong with him standing up for himself and learning karate and then beating Johnny up. Yeah, exactly. That's all good. And when he wins at the end of the movie, he wins because he he manned up. Yeah, he manned up. And jo- what did Johnny do? He congratulated him. He gave him the trophy. Yeah, he handed it to him. Yeah, so like, Johnny's not a fucking asshole. No, and that, like, I see your point of view, though. Yeah. Johnny is a typical high school dick. Yeah. That's it. it was, we, yeah, because he's king of that. He owns that high school. Exactly. So in the 80s, fuck that, man. It's the fucking jungle. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's I, I see your point of view, and I agree with it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I not for the most part. I agree with it. Mm-hmm. That, like, yeah, he did everything that he would have done in that era as the king of the school. Yeah. And then this fucking kid shows up, and he's going to pick on him because I'm the king of the school. I can do yeah. what I want. And it kind of backfires on him. Because oh, yeah. this kid yeah. eventually is going to learn karate and fuck you up. Yeah, exactly. And the, the one scene where I, I'd say, like, he, where I think, um, where I would, if I had to give in at some point here, mm-hmm. where I have to get, like, you know, he went a little bit too far, is when they were driving. Remember they were on their motorcycles and they kick Daniel right. and he flies off the, he flies down the hill? That that was the and turn. He, yeah, he tosses that bike away? Yeah. Okay, that was the that was the beginning of the end for, uh, for, for Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, because like, that's where, like, you know, that's when Mr. Miyagi's like, okay, I'll go with you. Well, that's when you dojo. hear the music. Yeah, <laughs> the pan flute. No, exactly. Like, oh, now it's gonna get real. Yeah. So I think. Um, uh, so Johnny's. That, that was. That was just a point where. Um, that scene had to happen. Yeah. Because that's a point where, like, you know what? This is where you know, Daniel's finally gonna like, get the tools necessary to like make it an even. Exactly. Fight. No, and that's it. I mean, like, I don't. I don't see it as an all-out, straight-up, drawn-out sympathy story for Daniel Russo. Not at all. But as a story about a kid who's no longer going to take it anymore, mm-hmm. it works on both sides. Yeah. So I think that's the strength of the movie where it's mm-hmm. like if you, you should look at it where Daniel was the victim. Exactly. Because it, it is kind of like Rocky. He was victimized. He was victimized, but it's not like yeah, he... Yeah, he was abused by the, the tougher kids. Yeah. But he got better. He, he mans up. 
He learns to defend himself, mm-hmm. and he messes that kid up. Yeah. And that's the best part about it. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why he earned the victory. He earned the victory. So it's exactly like Rocky. Rocky put himself in a situation where he obviously doesn't get his head kicked in. Yeah. Do you feel bad about... Do you feel... Do you hate Carl, um, the, the Paul? Paul Weathers for being no, the Paul shit No, just... No. no, he's just... He's the champ. He's of the course champ. Of course, yeah, he's exactly like Johnny. Yeah. So, like, uh, I don't... like I don't I don't hate Johnny for being the shit out of Daniel. No. Not that, That's part of the story. That's part of the story. Yeah. Of course, I, I mean, like, okay... There's gonna be some back and forth. I don't hate him for doing it, but you definitely hate that kid. You don't you don't hate him at all? No. Really? Not at all. I yeah, I definitely hate him. Like but but at the same time I don't hate him for what he did because that's typical of a kid in his situation. Yeah, like you know, like, but the thing is like when you're like when you're loaded mm-hmm. and you're the fucking best looking guy in school yeah. and you're dating the, the hottest chick in school. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get some entitlement to, thrown towards you. It's in the 80s. Yeah. Fuck, it's, it's not like today now where there's social justice wars everywhere, right? Yeah, that's and, the problem. And, yeah, and like you know, and nerds were treated like they were nerds were locked in lockers for fucking 2 days. Oh yeah, man. Well, and, not for 2 days, but yeah, definitely like, class. Yeah, so like um and you never did your homework cuz you got someone else to do it for you. Exactly. So like uh so Johnny is a, a product of his, of his environment. No, absolutely. Yeah, so like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's why I can't Probably an abusive father. Actually, have you ever read that, um, not abusive in the sense that he's fucking him, but abusive in the sense that he's messing him up? Yeah. He's smacking him around because he's not good enough. Yeah. Um, have you ever read the Patton Oswalt, like, history of Johnny? Yeah. Of Johnny Lawrence? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, I've read that, yeah. When, like, everything goes really well for him until Daniel Russo shows up, and then in his next, like, the in next incarnation of his life, when he lo- leaves high school and goes to college, he has the same fucking kind of thing happen where, like, a, a young, all-skinned kid who's just like kind of douchey and Mediterranean rolls up and all the girls are after him now. Mm-hmm. And finally he ends up becoming the fucking gimp from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really? John, Johnny's story ends with him in a box? Oh, that's a, that's oh, a rough yeah, story, man. Johnny. Yeah, the, uh, I, just, I know, I, I totally agree. I, th- I think Johnny's a, um, he's, he's a flawed character. Yes. But he's a... Uh, he's uh, not a villain, though. He's not a villain at like, all. I, yeah, you can't put Johnny in the same um, pile as like... Hannibal Lecter and Darth Vader. No, no. You know who I think is a was a more of an asshole uh, in that uh, in that movie than Johnny Crease. Well, Crease was. I, 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 think, <laughs> I, I think Crease was a villain. Yeah, he's a villain. And you you know who's who is his acolyte that was the worst? Yeah, a little brown haired kid. No, no, it wasn't him. Then who? I'd say Dutch. Oh, really? Yeah, I can see that. Dutch, I see what you yeah, mean. Because Johnny was Johnny was above like threatening him. Yeah. Because Johnny was at the karate tournament. Yeah. That was clinical for Johnny. That, that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. And and Johnny also didn't want to lose with dishonor or win with dishonor. Yeah. He didn't want to dishonorably win. He wanted to win clean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and what you say? He's like, uh, and he, all he, he was. He goes. Remember, he said, "Yeah, uh, no such thing as a bad student, mm-hmm. only a bad teacher, only bad teacher." And uh, and he's like, uh, he's like, no mercy. He's like, no mercy. And he's yeah. like, and he looked at him. He's like. And when he walked away, he was like, "Holy shit! This is what I have to do to beat this guy. Uh, I gotta this. fight dirty." Yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah, and after that, it was uh, um. But Dutch was like, "You remember he threatened him? He's like, he goes point or no point. He goes, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you." Yeah. And what did Daniel do? Daniel beat the fuck out I of beat him. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. He gets the win. Yeah. Yeah. So no, uh, I see, I see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. I, I I get what you mean because I mean you don't even think about Dutch when you think Karate Kid. No, you don't. Like you all. just like you because he's like a non-character from like ninety nine percent. Yeah, the and, he, and he's crazy. You see the look? Yeah. At, he's like dead meat, and he's like he started laughing at him when he walked away, and he's yeah. like just wide eyed, and he looked like I'm like this guy's a fucking psycho. Oh my god, <laughs> he's he's not right. Like he's legitimately not right. Yeah, that's but, the kind of kid who like doesn't get his way and stabs you later on. Oh yeah, like Bobby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When 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 Bobby uh, uh hurt Daniel, he was like he was so he, he felt so bad. 
Yeah, he wasn't totally in on it. Like, even he's calling for, like, like take it easy, man. Like, yeah. he's the one who's like, we need to stop. Like, we need to not do this anymore. Yeah, he's like, out of commission. He's like, they'll, yeah. you know, they'll, 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 I'll be disqualified. And he's like, out of commission. And then remember, Johnny looked at him. Remember when they, they, they took Daniel out on the stretcher? Yeah. They're all looking at Crease. They're like, what are you doing, man? What the fuck did you, even Dutch was looking at him like, what the fuck did you just do? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because he's, he's a little bit nuts. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I totally get that he's not the, um, the 100%. He's not a pure heel of the story. Mm. Like he's got redeeming qualities to him. Yeah. Because like you know, he's a he's a character built on he's he's a product of his environment. Yeah. He's a character built on that time, mm-hmm. that era. But yeah, I mean, like I I never understood why everybody's like a hundred percent like anti Johnny. I'm like he's just acting like a yeah, kid would sh- act. Yeah, you should be a little bit more anti Daniel. <laughs> no, I don't think you should be anti Daniel. I think you should be sympathetic to Johnny's story. Yeah. Like, like uh, that's all it is. Yeah. Because like, um, why do you think they made this new one? Look at Johnny. Like, like, look at him now. Yeah, man. He's like face down on a cheap fucking carpet that probably yeah, has been washed since exactly. 1988. I'd buy that guy a six pack and fucking clean him up. That's why, like, I was talking to you guys about it last episode about Little Dog. Mm-hmm. Like, Little Dog is a it's a Canadian show about a boxer who essentially is like, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You're essentially watching the Johnny the Johnny Lawrence story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's no different. He's hot shit. And he just kind of decides to give it up. He makes a he makes a snap decision, in but the he middle. just gives it up though. He just yeah. straight gives it up. Yep. He like he kind of sees what's happening around him and realizes that he is the um, uh, both the savior and scapegoat mm-hmm. for the people around him. Yeah, and he literally gives up like everything, mm-hmm. and then it just becomes a fucking like borderline homeless living in a trailer piece of shit mm-hmm. and like nobody respects him yeah except for his nephew who just fucking loves him oh, who yeah. idolizes him but like then you watch that the uh, the kind of like comeback story that happens there and how he goes through it and how he rationalizes all these things the things he's got to do and you realize i felt like this is what would would have happened if we just watched the other side of karate kid mm-hmm. if we were watching both like if it was a tv series like what we're gonna get and we got to watch how johnny uh approached everything what was his home life like I think it's a very sympathetic story towards him. Like you're, you're, you'll no longer hate him. Mm-hmm. I think you'll just see where he's coming from. You're like, well, clearly, like you know, his his parents probably aren't the nicest to him. Yeah, they probably treat him like shit. His karate instructor treats him like a like a meal ticket. Mm-hmm. Like everything that's happening to him is just like he's just being designed into this character. Oh yeah. And you know, Daniel is just kind of doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to be in this part of the world. Doesn't want to deal with these people. And all of a sudden, he has to. And the first thing they do is pick on him because yeah. he's a new kid. Oh yeah. You know, so, but again, he whines to himself and at school he keeps to himself. He doesn't fucking, you know, tell everybody like, you're all awful because you're picking on me. Oh, tell the principal. No, he learns karate and fucks that kid up, Mm -hmm. which is good. Yeah. But if we'd seen both sides, I think you'd get a better view of the movie in general. Exactly. Yeah. They should remake that show. Find a kid who plays Johnny really Mm -hmm. well and just like, just add those scenes. Yeah. Add those scenes. Yeah. 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 I think, um, uh, yeah. You know, the. With the weird thing is, I was actually watching Karate Kid two. Yesterday. I was literally watching just the first scene last night mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, and uh, there was a uh, there's a scene. Remember when uh, uh, where Johnny's like, "I did my best. I did my best." Right in the beginning. Yeah, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "He goes, you're nothing. You're a loser." And then he's like, "No, you're <laughs> no, you're the loser, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he delivers it like he delivers it like classic eighties line. Oh, classic. 80s no, line. you're the loser, no, man. No, you're the loser, man. <laughs> Man, pure '80s. That's right before the the window punches. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then so like after, remember he punches the window, and then uh, Miyagi's like b- just about to like fucking just take his head off. Yeah. And he stops and he does that retarded like whatever on his nose. nose. And then uh, and then when they're walking away, what does he say to him? Like, th- what what does Miyagi say to him? Like when he's when he's holding his head, he, oh, he asks him a question. He, yeah, he, 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 he the crease question. Yeah, he asks him the same. He goes, like he goes live uh, or die or something. No, like he, that. he says uh, he goes uh, um, he goes um. 
We're not trained to be merciful here. Merciful. But he says. He says the. He says the. Yeah. Kylan. There's no mercy in this dojo. Yeah. 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 And then uh, he goes. Uh, 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 I think he says. Uh, uh, he's about to hit him. Then he stops and he does the, the nose tweak. Yeah. And then he actually they're walking away. And then Daniel Daniel asks him the stupidest question, I think I've ever seen in a movie. She goes. He goes. He goes. 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 Uh. You goes. You could have killed him. And he's like, I. He goes like, Well, why didn't you? Oh, uh, because I don't want to go to fucking jail. Yeah, you I don't want to end up in jail. Yeah. Man. Then this whole movie would have been over by in, in the next like two minutes. Yeah. That's the end of the entire trilogy. Yeah. Right then watch the police the come by. Trilogy. Yeah. Then you're yeah. fucking you're, you're you're accomplice to murder. You fucking goddamn man. Idiot. That's uh. I couldn't believe he said that. He goes, You could have killed him. Yeah. Well, why didn't you? <laughs> but that's like, <laughs> those are idiot. those are like typical movie questions. Those are those are questions that. I used to get sick of as a kid watching a movie with like family members mm-hmm. or or people who weren't I don't know hip to movies. Yeah. So like, you should just like walk in there and kill everybody. I'm like and then you're not watching a movie. The movie's over then. Yeah. The first scene, man, when you the gun on him, you should just shot him. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but then you don't get a movie. You don't get a movie after that. No, you're just like There oh. has to be idiotic like smart characters have to do dumb things or make stupid decisions or nonsensical decisions. Because they don't know their characters in movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, McLean's not just going to shoot the guy in the face because he doesn't know he's a character in a movie. Yeah. That's a homicide. That's a homicide. It's like if he fires back at people shooting at him, mm-hmm. that's now self-defense. Yes, that's true. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't work like that. You can't just be like, oh, you should just, like, that first scene, you just fucking shot him. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, um, <laughs> I was watching, actually, you know what movie I started watching? I think I'm going to probably finish, I might finish it tonight, is, uh, uh, when was the last time you saw Jackie Brown? Oh God! Years ago. Yeah. I. You know what? I read Rum Punch like fifty times. I've Rump, seen Jackie yeah. Bunch. Jackie. Jackie Rump Brown Punch is unreal. Once. I love that book. Yeah. I mean, like it, a good book to movie translation too. Mm-hmm. I mean, different. There, there's a lot different, but um, the the soul of Rum Punch is in Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. which is which is good. Yeah. But um, Jackie Brown, I've seen like I think may I think I saw it in theaters once, and I watched it with somebody again. Yeah. And when it came out, and that was it. Yeah. It's a great. That's a cool, cool. That's a great movie. And a very cool movie. Yeah. That's a very cool movie, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. I watched. I got up to the part where um, uh, Elmore Leonard. If nobody knows what we're talking about, Elmore Leonard, who was like classic, uh, major influence for Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Classic crime and western writer. Yeah. Uh, he wrote things like Mr. Majestic, The Big Bounce. Big Bounce. Yeah. Um, created the character Raylan Givens from Justified. Yeah. That's right. Um, be oh. cool. Get shorty. Get shorty. Or get shorty first, and be cool. Yeah. And uh, a lot of Pulp Fiction is based on the style. That he had in his later crime stuff, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, Tarantino always wanted to make a movie version of Jackie Brown of Rum Punch, mm-hmm. which turned into Jackie Brown. Yeah, exactly. And he really wanted Pam Greer because he wanted she was kind of like, so bad. Yeah, the the real the real character mm-hmm. of, of Jackie Brown is based on Pam Greer, so he finally got to make his movie. Yeah, and um, uh, and Robert Forrester, <laughs> Robert Forrester, who is terrific in that, terrific in that movie. Yeah, and uh, I was watching up until like uh, when Jackie Brown has to when uh um. Samuel Jackson has to go get the get the bail bond. Mm-hmm. Has to get that bond for uh for uh for Jackie Brown. And uh I got up to that point and uh um um and then when he's outside talking to uh oh uh, yeah, when he's, when he's getting the bail bond for her and I was just like, "Man, this is like this is such a fucking engrossing movie. It's really good, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the source material is tight. The um the movie is made with a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I mean, like tons of love for the the source material. Yeah. So it's it's quite good. If I'm am I wrong in remembering that um, what's his name plays Ray Nicolette in that as well, uh, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays Nicolette again in that, right? Because mm-hmm. he played him first in Out of Sight. Yeah. Yeah, and then he plays him again in this. Mm-hmm. 
out of sight with Clooney. Also, a great movie. Probably one of the best, like Elmore Leonard mm-hmm. book. To m- there's a couple things they change. Like Bubba is different. Bubba's different, yeah. Um, right. And he dies in the book. Mm-hmm. The way I think Bob dies in the in the movie. I think Bubba dies in the same way that Bob dies in the movie in the book. Like it's a it's a very simple. Yeah, I read it a long time yeah, ago. It's a weird kind of like shootout, self inflicted almost like situation. But yeah, man, like what a what a fucking what a great writer. Mm-hmm. Elmore Leonard was terrific. Just recently passed away, right? Like three Just years recently, ago. Just recently, yeah. Ago? I think like two years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. They ended up um, canceling Justified because he died. Yeah. Because he was the executive producer. Um, he was the like a writer, I believe, on a lot of stuff. Like he he's a supervising writer on that show. Mm-hmm. And at like ninety years old, man. He still wrote on a yellow legal pad mm-hmm. his entire life. He never wrote anything else but a yellow legal pad. Mm-hmm. Elmore Leonard is is probably my favorite writer of all time. He's your favorite writer? I think so. Like of like consistency of everything he wrote was really three ten to Yuma. Like the fucking guy wrote everything, and he wrote like he's been writing since like the fucking thirties, man. Yeah, like he's written everything. Well, not the thirties. You know what I mean? We're talking like the late forties, mm-hmm. but like so many great stuff. Man, was a unknown unknown man eighty nine like so many yeah. incredibly cool. Did he little, write that? Yeah, like oh. a, he wrote everything, man. I mean, this this guy was probably influenced hard by like Dashiell Hammett, like the old like Mickey Splain style stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he decided he's gonna do westerns. And he did tons of crazy awesome westerns. Yeah, Mister Majestic, Mister Majestic, Charles Bronson, oh fuck fucking yeah. watermelon farmer. Yeah, like I mean, what a what an awesome like I could go on forever about mm-hmm. Elmore Leonard. Yeah, he was um um. Holy shit, I, forgot, I totally forgot about 310 to Yuma. Yeah, 310 to Yuma made like an incredible book and two awesome movies. Fucking great. Yeah, like yeah, just un- unbelievable movies. The the chase scene from 310 to Yuma, the the remake in um in the like was it 2010, oh, 2008 with, whatever with, it was. With Christian Bale? Christian Bale? Yeah. Maybe my favorite movie music chase moment in any movie ever. Like fuck bullet, all those things. Mm-hmm. That foot chase to the train mm-hmm. with Christian Bale and um and uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah. When they're running away from his own fucking gang and Ben Foster, like when they're when they're running away, is one of my favorite chase. Maybe it's my favorite chase scene in a movie. Mm. I I really love it. It's a it's a weird mythological moment and got a lot of flack for the whistle at the end with the horse and shit when he shoots his own guys. But man, it's what uh, it's a cool like superhero moment in that. Mm. The kid gets to see his father as a, like a legitimate hero and like a legitimate gunslinger. And then Russell Crowe goes from a complete he does a full character turn. And then he takes his own guys out. Yeah. I'm like, man, what a, just really good. Yeah. That, uh, that, it has one of my favorite lines is like, uh, he looks at, uh, looks at him and he's like, I like the side of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, he gets it. He's yeah. like, yeah, this is, this is the person I like. Mm-hmm. The guy you were the whole movie. Mm-hmm. That guy is some punk, man. Yeah. But this dude, this is the dude. And this, this guy- is why we're getting that train. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Where he like, it's, it's, it really is. It's like, you've got a guy who doesn't hate. His jailer, mm-hmm. yeah, actually likes him a lot because yeah. he knows as a part of him he's gonna really respect. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, I know this guy. There's an animal inside this. There's guy. an animal inside this guy. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure, like, to to do him justice, so his kid sees him as a man who I know he is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get us to that train. Yeah. Fuck, what a great movie. Oh fuck. I feel like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like out later yeah. anyway. Man, like, yeah, like like that Tombstone. There are very few movies I can think of westerns that really hit. Oh yeah. That really hit me. Well, cuz I'm a big western fan, but like it hit me in a way where I go back to over and over and over again. Oh yeah, like I, like I think a lot of people like that with with Tombstone cuz yep. like Tombstone has like it has it's still like it's still a western at heart, but also has like, you know, commercial appeal. Oh yeah. And I think it's all down to Kurt Russell and and Val Kilmer. Like, oh, absolutely. I, I think especially Val Kilmer. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that that friendship is re- is remarkable. Yeah. Like that movie friend they're very like like I'm all Chris and Vin. Mm-hmm. In Magnificent Seven, yeah, there you go. When like we're gonna we're gonna bury this guy where he should be buried properly, 
So I don't know you and you don't know me, but let's get in the way. Who's riding shotgun? Mm-hmm. And uh, was it Chris? Is like, oh, let's go. No, Vin. Vin is like, yeah, I got shotgun. You got the you get the the reins and let's just go take them and uh, let's go. Yeah, we're getting shot at by people who don't know us and we don't know. Who just want to make sure we don't let this guy get buried on the hill where he should get buried. Yeah, fucking yeah, great movie friendships in westerns. I, I, I think actually uh, not maybe not to the level of Tombstone, but I do love uh, for western wise. I still love Sukiyaki Western Django. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't though, yeah, man? Exactly. <laughs> like what a weird looking stylish fucking awesome movie. Fucking wicked movie. A really good movie, man. Yeah, sweetheart, great. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, a, what a great fucking movie. Uh, no, that was, uh, you say Sweet Hark? Wasn't it? No, it was, um, uh, Takashi Miike. Takashi Miike, that's yeah. right, yeah, yeah, because we just saw, yeah, what's was, it called? Sweet Hark is, um, Double Impact. <laughs> double Impact, that's right, yeah. <laughs> no, not Double, uh, Double, uh, Double Team. Double Team, yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Takashi Miike. Yeah, Takashi Fuck, Miike. I mix my guys up. But yeah, no, again, like, uh, in line with the style, very cool looking movie. Unbelievable, yeah, and I was, yeah, I was watching, uh, what else did I watch a couple of weeks? Yeah, I watched, uh, 13 Assassins again. Yeah, again, another, like, did not get the, the do it should have. Did not get the respect it should have when it yeah. came out. Actually, you know what? But it's gonna it's gonna live forever. Yeah, it's got a fan base. It's got, it's, like, it's got a strong fan base. Yeah. Like Forty Seven Ronin, like Forty Seven Ronin ate so much shit. Mm-hmm. Like it ate so much shit. But I've got nothing but love for that. Exactly. There's no like there's no whitewashing. I know everybody's like, well, you know, you're putting a white guy in there. I'm like, no, no. See everybody else. He's fucking half Japanese and mm-hmm. he's not the main character. Yeah. Like he's not even close to the main character. Not at all. Like he doesn't drive the story. Yeah. At all. Like like he's he's not even like consequential to anything that happens. In that nothing. Movie. Yeah. Now, you can take him out, and it's the same fucking movie. Yeah. He's just another dude in there. Yeah. But, like, it looks stylish. I think a lot of guys saw that Skullboy kid and thought it was going to be a lot of him and weird shit happening. They thought, well, it's going to be a bunch of, like, weird characters all together. It's like, nope. It's a no. straight-up samurai Ronin movie. Yeah. There is classic, man. It was really good. Did you end up seeing uh, Blade of the Immortal? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That's what I was talking about. That's why I just said Takashi Miike. That's the movie that I just, I missed out because you guys went. We went. What was your reaction to that? Well, how'd you like it? Oh, man, like uh, Handsome Dan there, he didn't love it, but he liked it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Mm. I really enjoyed it. It was, um, it because I'm a big fan of when movies and music go well together, go well together. with I'm the scenes. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I couldn't care less if I watch a movie and it's got, like, good incidental music. Mm-hmm. But that whole intro scene, like, the, the, if anybody does know the movie, he in the beginning, he's seemingly, like, it's a crow moment. Mm-hmm. Is he dead? We don't know. Can he die? No. And why is he why is he still alive? All because of that first moment. Mm-hmm. Him and his sister. But the music and the action and the, the just motions of the camera and the character all go together so well. That I'm just like I was into it the entire time. Is was it was it kind of filmed like an anime? Um, no, no, not really. But it, but it's in a style of like Thirteen Assassins, like yeah, just, okay. yeah, classic like Takashi Miike look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but not the anime weird stuff. Where oh, like that's good. there wasn't a whole lot of um, Quick I guess pans? like yeah, the, the long pan. Yeah, there's no long pan. Long pan, yeah. Yeah, a, like a lot of like heavy setup. Like clearly it was like every shot was like deliberate and heavily set up. Mm. But yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of like the panning shots and mm-hmm. like that. Okay, yeah. But um, that first scene is incredibly brutal. Yeah. And just like uh, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of fun though. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I, I mean, it should have been that. That could have been three movies. Yeah. There's a lot of story packed into that thing. It's mm-hmm. super long, and it could have been three movies. How long was it? Oh man, it's like two and a half hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's fucking huge. Yeah. There's um. If I remember, unless I just felt really really long, but it like watching it, I'm like that easily could have been a bunch of shit. Because they mix a bunch of things into it too. Like there's like the hundred killer. Um, the the Sentry Killer, like mm-hmm. they mix a bunch of characters together in a yeah. way that I just don't remember them being like. Granted, I haven't read that comic in such a long time. Yeah, I haven't read it in a long time. Yeah, that was like the original Dark Horse anime run mm-hmm. that I read. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I felt was mishmashed and could have been a lot more. Like mm-hmm. when they the mistaken identity angle. Yeah, 
that felt like they they goofed a couple parts up there. Okay. Or I'm remembering it differently, but I felt like they screwed a couple things up there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it was good, man. Uh, Takashi Miike makes some, um, and not Sweetheart. Takashi Miike makes some really good stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, double team was good. I didn't. I didn't hate. I. I, I tried. Yeah, I tried watching it again. It was on TV, like I think, like uh, like six months ago or something like that. I was watching. I know what you're talking about because I watched it on yeah. TV that time. Yeah, yeah I, I was on like it. Showcase or something. Yeah, I was on Showcase. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was like watching it. And I'm like, I was like trying to watch it. And I was like, like what the fuck am I watching? And like this, I don't know, man. I'm like, this is terrible. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I watched it again. And I was like, everything about it was great. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I can't like no. The, the, that's the no, wait a minute. That's the one with uh um Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, yeah, right? Dennis Rodman yeah. and fucking uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. That one I I, I couldn't watch. The one with him and uh, Rob Schneider. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That <laughs> no, was, that's really bad. What's that one called? Uh, oh man, knockoff, knockoff, yeah, knockoff. Yeah. I could watch. Yeah, like, knock, knockoff. I watched once and yeah. I just did not. Oh yeah, that, see, I like, I, I liked it for the, I liked it for the reason that you hated it, probably. Yeah, maybe because I feel like it's just a goofy movie. I, I know what's, what was going through John Claude's head when he made that movie. Dollar bills. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dollar bills, y'all. So when they, when he made Double Team right after that, mm-hmm. I was like, you did. It's basically the, it's like the quality is the exact same. It's it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they're probably shot very close together uh, with the, like the same crew. Yeah, same, same crew, group of guys. same uh, same cinematographer, same uh, yeah. everything. But yeah, man, like double team, I enjoyed a lot. I, I even that weird fight at the end where Mickey Rourke is just posing for like most of the fight. Like he's like like landing and doing these weird like like bodybuilding poses as he lands. Like oh, it's just God. campy as fuck, and I really enjoyed it. Campy as fuck, yeah. Yeah, the colors, like everything about it was like like all saturated. It was all saturated. It's it kind of like faded out. Like the, I, I turned the I turned the contrast up a little bit to see, oh, yeah, to see what was going on in the movie. Yeah, it's like, wild. It's like somebody filmed it in Lomo. Like it was yeah, so weird. Exactly. I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Like the the parachute stuff. Like it was so like so weird. Everything about it is so weird. I really enjoy Double Team. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dennis Rodman, Mickey Rourke, and a baby. <laughs> it's just like, it's just enjoyable. Oh my God. Yeah. And those explosives and so there's little, I, I, the, the I, little I, fucking crosses and some have landmines and some don't. Yeah. And you don't know which one you're landing on. Oh. The tiger. They fought a fucking tiger. God, man. <laughs> like it was so crazy. Okay. Enough, enough about those movies. <laughs> oh, super enjoyable. Oh, we, we're going long now. What time we're, is it? Uh, well, we've been on for a full two hours and 32 seconds. All right. So I think that's a good place to, to cut that down. Yep. I would like to thank at Backside Attack. I would like to thank Vic Save for coming down here and talking shitty movies and weird. I can't remember where we started. But I, we know, yeah, we went, uh, we went, we touched on everything. Everything, man. I think we'll probably just title this one Double Teams. That's yeah, the last thing I remember. Exactly. Watch Double Team. Watch Double Team. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not a cautionary tale. Yeah. It's a fun tale. Um, Like, share, and subscribe. And you've All been doing true. it. So yeah. that's cool. Cool. And um, more people do listen. So that's cool. But keep doing that. Keep sharing it. And then um, we actually have a couple location things coming up uh, before this. So as this one airs, there's a location that will have been filmed, I think, already. Where? Uh, we haven't done it yet. But as this one, as this oh, okay, episode okay. airs, a location will have filmed. Okay. So I'm not going to spill the beans in that one, but All we're right, going to go. We're going to use that. That's the one that goes back to YouTube. Okay, sounds good. So that should be pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, and then uh, is that the music? That's the music. That's the music. Okay, fading out. <laughs>